halfway through that movie, I was just starting to fast forward like certain parts because, oh my god. I should have. I just got to the key p- points in the movie that I, I watched, knew I would have to I watched get. the whole thing and I was like, uh, okay, this now movie. I gotta watch, now I gotta watch something else. And so I ended up watching, uh, Underwater, which is a 2020, like, horror Oh, yeah, movie. I remember, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, what's her name? It's got T.J. Miller and Kristen Stewart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't not, seen it. I not, not the sure best thing I've ever watched, but it was decent. Yeah, like, not the abyss, but close uh, to it. It actually kind of reminded me, like, there oh, were parts really? of it, like, where that, obviously I'm going to make the, the obvious joke, the atmospheric pressure <laughs> right. of the movie was very similar. Like, it conveyed the same sense of dread mm. as the abyss does. So. Have to check it out. It was it was decent. She's still not my favorite actor. Oh yeah. Uh, but she's definitely come a long way since. Oh, she did this one movie with Twilight. Dakota Fanning. I can't remember. It was about. Um, God, it was about uh, Pat Benatar. Maybe it's about eighty punk rocker chicks. I can't remember what the fuck it's called and who they represented, but it, it looked really fucking interesting. Like what she was doing. I can't. I'm blanking on every th- bit of this except for the actresses. Um, but yeah. I, I, I don't know what you're talking I, about. I don't either. know what I'm the um, fuck. I know there was some sort of like punk rock chick she was in, movie. She was in American remember. Ultra. She was really good in that. Mm. She's She she does play a decent role in this. Uh, TJ Miller's in it too. Mm. He's insane. Yeah. I don't know if you heard any of the stories coming out of him. No. Uh, what was it? About a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, he called the police because he was on a train and said that there was a bomb on the train. Guess what? There wasn't a bomb on the train. <laughs> yes. So he created this panic for no reason. So yeah, the man's insane. Um, anyway, uh, I'm Greg Vance. I'm Ryan Downing, and we are Nerdian or Nerdinian, depending on how you want to pronounce our goofy little name. Um, we're gonna get through this movie as best as we can, because spoiler alert: there will be spoilers throughout. Yes. So that's your warning. Um. Can you do a a, a spoiler alert for a movie for, that nobody wants to watch? Well, can you do can you do a can you spoil that you're going to spoil the movie? Like that's some Inception level shit. <laughs> yeah. some like dreams within a dream. Uh, this this uh, it takes place after BVS, and like we said last week, we did them a little out of order because Wonder Woman eighty four uh, had just come out, and we waited about a month and shit. Um, the, 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 the shit, like I, I, like I'm always trying to find like good parts of a movie like BVS. It's got its issues, but there are some fun things in that movie. It actually, I enjoyed watching it this time more than I enjoyed watching it the first time. BVS. No, no. Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Okay. I still didn't like it. Yeah. But I liked it more than I did the first time. The only redeeming quality about this movie is Margot Robbie is Yeah, Harley I mean Quinn. that's that's Her Harley really, Quinn is fucking amazing. That's really the takeaway. Like there's a couple of other things that I can go maybe I can go okay, like the um the design and the CGI for Killer Croc isn't awful. The makeup work is great, but the actual character itself A Okay, fine. You don't want to make him as big as the Hulk, fine. But that small, 
Yeah. That's a bit ridiculous. And, and the way that he walks into the water yeah, near the end of the movie is just fucking weird. Yeah, this like, movie. Like a crocodile without a tail yes. like, wagging his ass, <laughs> like whatever. But um, a couple of the other things that I was okay with... Mm. Um, I I hate Will Smith as Deadshot. Like that. I'm not a huge fan of him. He, he's Will Smithing all over this fucking. Well, that, movie. and that's the problem. He's not he's not Will Smith playing Deadshot. He's Will Smith playing Will Smith playing Deadshot. Yes, and so it's just like, and granted, like I don't know, I don't know if uh, this is um, a Mandela effect thing. Mm. Or not, but I think I remember in the original release, because I'm pretty sure that's the director's cut or whatever. But in the original sure. release, or at least in the original trailer, mm. I know that I remember Will Smith saying, let's save the world. That might be a Mandela and, effect, because I don't remember that at all. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me, Will Smith? <laughs> like, that is the most Will Smith thing that you could do. Well, they do something like that similarly. Before they go on the mission, they're briefing after they've all suited up. They're briefing them, like, after, like, uh, he says, this is the voice of God, and he holds up the tablet and shit, and w Amanda Waller comes up on the screen. Will Smith then says, after all that, he's like, so we're a suicide squad. It's like, shut up, Will Smith. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, there's, there's ways that you can do it without doing it. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you an example from another movie that I watched <laughs> yesterday. Um, Underwater. Mm. The name of the movie is Underwater. And at one point, uh, T.J. Miller... Like, they're, they're escaping, fr they're drilling in the Mariana Trench, so they're seven miles below the surface, and they drill into a thermal pocket and release an ancient sea creature. Mm. Basic summation of the movie. Oh, yeah. Decent atmospheric uh, thriller type vibe, but at one point they're, they're going through this tunnel, and he's the last one to go through, and he pops up on the other side, and he's like, Dude, whenever you all left, there was, like, some Slenderman shit going on. <laughs> like, calling the, to the fact that there was a creature back there mm -hmm. that he, like, couldn't see, but he felt like he was being hunted. Mm -hmm. And then it fucking grabs his toe line and drags him. And he's like, quick, quick, put on my helmet. They're dragging me underwater. Mm -hmm. the name of the fucking movie. Yes. But it's not a jarring, like, reference yes. to the title. Like, like so we're a suicide squad. <laughs> yeah, fucker, you are. God, this movie... Uh, like, David Ayer is a fantastic director and writer, but, like, uh, Fury, if you ever get a chance, watch Fury. It's about World War II, tanks during that time. It stars... Be or, not Ben Affleck. It stars, uh, 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 uh what's his name? Uh... Fuck! I'm blanking on names like a motherfucker. What's uh, Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt. That's it. I was start. With, I knew it was a B. Brad Pitt. Uh, John Barenthal. Uh, uh, crazy fucker. Uh, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> no. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. I'm fucking horrible at names today. But it's a brilliant fucking movie about uh, World War II soldiers, tanks, Nazis, all that. It's fucking brilliant. This movie, which I believe is the follow-up to Fury, is fucking horrendous. Yeah, what a what a fucking step backwards. Because this movie is trying to... Well, obviously, all the DCEU movies are trying to play catch-up to Marvel. Because Marvel, at this point, by the time Suicide Squad came out, fucking, I think, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 had already come out or some shit like that. 
Yep. Or maybe just the first one, because this came out in 2016, so maybe just the first Guardians came out. Yeah, I think I so. I can't remember exactly. But at that point, Guardians had come well, out. Well, yeah, Marvel was established as a very well yes. done. The IP that everybody was weary about, Guardians of the Galaxy, be- came out and was a fucking juggernaut, and now everybody's like, well, we gotta make well, the lot- Dirty Dozen type movies. A lot of that... Probably has to do with uh, wonderful direction by James Gunn. Yes, and that's why they got him for the sequel. And the fact that they fucking just, like, they got the right people to play the right roles. Mm -hmm. Like, It's excellent casting, unlike this movie where the only casting that's really good is Margot Robbie. And Ben Affleck's Batman, because he makes an appearance very shortly. Everything else is fucking horrendous. I didn't mind Diablo. Um, I mean, kind of. I'm wishy-washy, wishy-washy on, on the, yeah. the character, but the idea of the character basically being like, uh, "I killed my wife and kid." I'm just like, "All right." That's the, his only arc is that he killed his wife and kid. He devouts a vow of well, never. He, yeah, he no longer fighting. wants to, but fight. By the time he gets to the point of fighting again, I'm like, "Okay, why do I care at this point?" Because he goes from "I'm not gonna fight" to then "I'm gonna fight." I don't know. 10, 15 minutes later in the movie, I'm just like, where, where's the connection where you made that decision? Why are you making this decision for these people? You don't like well, any of them. Well, at first, he, he doesn't. Like, so, I mean, we can talk about it when we get there because right. the, the first half or three quarters of this movie, he doesn't participate. Right, right. And they force him to by putting the bomb in him. And then Deadshot fucking slaps him around. Mm, that's true. He's like, oh, you want to see what I can do? Fine, I'll fucking show you what I can do. And then he shows. Mm. And then by the end, there's a sense of camaraderie where he's like, you're not going to, or I'm not going to lose another family type thing. But then he ends up yeah, but killing it, himself. And it's like... There's like... there's, But there's there's no reason that they're a family. Yeah, like, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Not, there's no I'm reason not, for him to be doing any of that. Like, he could still, yeah, get pissed off at Will Smith fire, uh, melt the shit out of all those characters across the way, and that'd be the end of it. He could be, still be like, yeah, you got me worked up. I'm never going to do that again. And But there's no connection for him to be like, I'm going to be the one that ma- sacrifices himself. Like, there's no connection with that character. Like, it's an interesting character, other than, but it's all one note. Other than uh, uh, we need a, a CGI boss battle. That's pretty much it. Which is basically... Yeah. And, I, this movie, and I feel like it could have been way, way better, because... I believe, I could be wrong, mm. because I'm not super up-to-date on mm. all the members of the Suicide Squad, mm. because it's a, an offshoot of an offshoot of a comic yeah, book, yeah, so it, it's, it's... has members coming and going all like, the time. It, yeah, it's basically Marvel's version, or DC's version of Alpha Flight, Pretty much. where you're like, I don't even fucking care about these guys, because they're Canadian. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Um, I believe that he is like the reincarnation of a Mayan god or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, that was the idea. Because whenever he pops up, he's the the CGI version of the souped-up Diablos dressed in like Mayan headgear and shit like that. Right, like he's supposed to be a Mayan god and he can only... <laughs> the only reason I see him being part of the team is because they wanted a big CGI battle at the end. And all the other ones are basically fucking mortal. I mean, Harley Quinn has no superpowers. She's just psychotic. Well, and, that's, and that's part of my problem. Like, whenever uh, Amanda Waller is pitching mm. the Suicide Squad, she's like, she's like, you know, we got we to gotta get all these metahumans. Mm-hmm. 
And then she proceeds to put together a team with one <laughs> with one meta well technically two because enchantress is part of the team yes. at its inception yes. so there's technically two meta humans yes but the rest of them are just fucking humans mm. maybe killer croc if you want to like retcon him to be a a meta human maybe but i believe he was just like like he had some sort Deformity. of disease yeah yeah that Made his skin look like I can't. It starts with an L, some like like phobia or formia or some shit like that. But made his skin look like scales, and so mm. people started treating him like an outcast. Grew up in the circus, and so he fucking filed down his teeth mm-hmm. and took on the persona of a crocodile. Yes, that that's not that's not him being a metahuman. That's him being a quote unquote freak. Right, but it's him. But yeah, so she's like, yeah, we're going to put together a team of metahumans to stop the next Superman if he doesn't agree with us, but we're only going to put one metahuman on it. Yes. And then the rest, just going to be fucking humans. Mm-hmm. Like, here's a, here's a human that fucking plays with boomerangs. <laughs> he's he's our proxy for Deadpool, but we're not actually going to call him Deadpool. We're going to call him Captain Boomerang. Because they even do the unicorn thing in this movie. Yes, well, but that's that's an established thing in the comics. I'm okay. Whatever. I'm okay with that. Like it was just annoying. Like he's not he's not a Deadpool mm. type character. He's just a character that has a fetish for pink unicorns. Right. Whatever. Okay. Um, but then like Slipknot. The only reason that they put Slipknot in the movie yeah. is to die. That's pretty much it. And he's an interesting no, that's, character. That's not pretty much it. That is it. <laughs> like, they introduce him, well, no. and two minutes later the reason I they say, blow his head off. The reason off. I say that's pretty much it is because whenever she's introducing it to, like, the Joint Chiefs of Staff in the room, he's on the one of the images. So I'm assuming they had some sort of idea for Slipknot. They just decided at the last minute to just remove it completely because in the comics, Slipknot's a pretty interesting character. The idea to be able to climb up anything it's somewhat interesting. You can play with that. You have a, a building block to work off of, but to basically be like, have Captain Boomerang talk him into running away to see what happens, and then just ultimately dying is just fucking ridiculous. Like I get that characters are gonna die right away. It's called a Suicide Squad. Yeah. Hell, the re- I almost guarantee the reason why the sequel to Suicide Squad is so packed with so many characters is, is because some of them die yes, right away. Yes. So that way you have your characters like John Cena's character. I have no doubt he's probably gonna make it by the end of the movie. I'm ninety nine percent sure. I'm guessing because I I saw like a little s- story blurb about one of the scenes that he's in mm. where like. Uh, they had to do like forty-seven takes, mm-hmm. and he was eating like a tuna fish sandwich yeah, yeah, or something. something. Yeah, yeah, and so he had to eat forty-seven tuna fish yeah, sandwiches yeah, yeah. <laughs> throughout the course of shooting. It's some sort that of like rooftop scene that because, they're all commemorating. Like yeah. the one of the other, like it wasn't a particularly hard scene for him because he was just eating. Mm-hmm. But one of the other characters had like a really tough scene, mm. and so they had to keep reshooting it and reshooting it. So they're like, remember, whenever you watch this, that John Cena ate 47 sandwiches this day. <laughs> so I'm excited for the sequel, just because obviously James Gunn is behind it. And there, there are, obviously it's a tangential sequel to this movie, because we have uh, Rick Flagg in the sequel, we have uh, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, and I think that's it. I think Amanda Waller may be in it at some point. I'm not 100%. Know. We'll find out in a few months because I think it's coming on HBO. It's doing the same thing Wonder Woman did. It's doing the HBO Max premiere along with theater premieres as well. So we should find out very shortly of what that movie is going to be like. But this movie, 
As you've heard, we're not huge fans of it, but we're going to get through it as best as we fucking can because this movie could have been so much better, and it wasn't. Because this movie, if you did this movie right, it could be The Dirty Dozen. It could be The Magnificent Seven. It could be one of those old Western type well, movies. Yeah, it could, it could have been anything. Yes. It, it could have been a steaming pile of dog shit. Which it is. And it probably would have been better than it is. <laughs> yeah. Like. Um, I, the, I would just, uh, A, edit this fucking movie better. We'll get to because it, it makes some weird fucking edits throughout the entire movie. But what I would also do is change the third act. Don't make it this big CGI monstrosity mess that, with the Enchantress and shit like that. I think if they were smart, keep that as a sequel character, if you will. Um, because I like the idea of a character struggling with like the Jekyll and Hyde aspect, but ultimately doing the good thing by the end of the movie. Um, like coming, overcoming her demons and shit like that. But to make her the big bad right away is fucking ridiculous. I think this movie would have been benefited greatly if the Joker was just the bad guy. Like Batman's off doing something else. They need the Suicide Squad to come in. The issue with that would have been that they would have needed to better cast the Joker. There's also that. <laughs> and we'll get to that whenever we get to that in the movie. But uh, uh, this movie stars, of course, Will Smith. Ike Barinholtz is in this. Uh, Margot Robbie. Viola Davis, which is a... She's a brilliant fucking actress, Viola Davis. Jared Leto. We'll get to that. Joel Kinnaman. Cara Delevingne. Common. Jay Hernandez. Ezra Miller play, has like a small bit in it. And Laura... Lauren Fukuhara. And then David Harbour also is in this movie, which... After uh, Stranger Things, someone else mentioned that to me like a while ago after Stranger Things first uh, premiered. And it's like, David Harbour's in Suicide Squad. I was like, he is? And he's one of the uh, guys talking to Amanda Waller at the table. He's not the general. He's the other guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's David Harbour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I said, it's written, by, written and directed by David Ayer. He's had better work. And apparently he's not a big fan of this. Like, uh, I guess he lost control of this movie f- from what he's indicated. Nothing has been, like, uh, proven that he lost control of this movie when it, come to, when it comes to editing. Because it almost seems like... Because this movie does... <sighs> we'll get to it when we get to it. Well, and I'll point it out when we get there. Because it's fucking weird. Um, so, Suicide Squad movie, right away, starts off with two snapshots of two different characters. For whatever reason, because we do then more snapshots of different characters. Yeah, later on. And those same characters. Yeah. Because we uh, have a, a little bit of backstory of Deadshot. He's in his cell, working out, shit like that. And we do a little backstory. We don't even do a little backstory. We just do him in the prison. That yeah, him in prison. And him they're bringing him dinner. Breakfast or whatever. Or, yeah, food. And Ike Barinholtz's character's like... Uh, Will Smith asked, what is this? And he's got Pischetti yeah. and toenails and rat shit. Yes. Everything a growing boy It's just needs. like this mashed loaf of just shit. And they just, they call it loaf. Yes. Um, and then we cut to Harley Quinn dangling in her cell. She's apparently uh, fucked up her bed sheet. She just has them like as like rope swings in her, uh, I guess, cage at this point. Because it's just yeah. one big and open area with like a cage in the center of it. And I, I believe that this is just for Margot Robbie to be able to show off that she's athletic yes. and live. That's all but the way that they set it up, they have it at the beginning of everything else. I'm just like, why are we doing this? Yeah, but well, it could have easily yeah. been established in the character scenes that we see later on. 
Um, but yeah, it, and it's just Ike Barinholt checking up on her. Like, there's no well reason telling, why he's he... telling her that she's not allowed to tie. Oh, that's the right. Stuff yeah, like because they're she's pissed that she did all the bars. Yeah. She's got to stay off the bars. And she makes some like innuendo of like fucking whoever she wants or some shit like that. It's just bad dialogue. She delivers it quite well, but it's just bad. Because then uh, she gets uh, Ike Barinholtz's character pissed off, and he's like, "All right." light her up and apparently they can electrify the cage at any moment she gets jolted back down uh hits the ground pops back up and for whatever reason charges headfirst into the bars <laughs> yes and then ike Barinholt just calls knocks, her crazy knocks her ass out he's <laughs> like god damn you're crazy <laughs> yes and then we cut to the opening uh like a uh, uh title card of like suicide squad and then we see a vehicle pull up this is how the movie should have started is the title card comes up Vehicle fucking or hell, even do small little scenes of each character that comes in, then do the title card for the movie, do the vehicle pulling up with Amanda Waller going into the restaurant, shit like that. Um, but yeah, Amanda Waller walks into the restaurant, fucking secure as shit because you have guys in like a three piece suit with fucking just armor over it with like uh M4s on uh just uh strapped across their chest and shit, just armed to the teeth guarding this restaurant for whatever reason. Um, she walks in, uh, and I think the other two guys are already there eating or something yeah, like are. that. And then she just goes through each of the characters. I think it starts with Deadshot. Uh, yeah, well, she she gives them the... The rundown. The rundown of, like, Superman's gone, and he shared our ideals. What if the next one doesn't? Right. Like, we should have a an elite squad. Right. Formed. Yes. And they're like... You're crazy. You don't even know who you would, you would get. Mm. You go, Actually, I do know. Yep. Here they are. And she goes through that shot and how uh, we see him going through a particular hit job of, of some excuse me of some mafioso type character. Yeah, who's getting ready to turn state evidence yeah. or whatever. And the guy is not letting him. Or Deadshot is not going to kill the guy until the guy pays him the correct amount. Because obviously, he, Deadshot's like, look, there's an awful lot of zeros in my bank account. Right, it's a, it's a million dollars. And he's like, no, you can't, or you don't get paid for a job mm-hmm. before it's done. And he's like, well, I don't do the job until I'm paid for it. Yeah. He's, you know, my reputation precedes me. I don't miss. And he's like, oh, you ain't got, you know. A minute before, he's going to be singing like a birdie and all this bullshit. Just imagine Will Smith saying a bunch of like lame-ass one-liners. Like, and then, oh, yeah, sorry. It must have been a, a banking error on yeah. our side. Okay, well, now add another million because you, you were a dickhead. <laughs> yes. Uh, the guy pays him the other mill. Uh, then Will Smith quickly puts on his fucking mask, which I'm not a huge fan of the mask, but I'm all right with it. Deadshot has worn a mask before. Yeah. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's not the greatest fucking thing. And then in, on around his neck, for like the like half turtleneck thing he's got, it says, uh, I am the light, comma, the way. I, it's clearly some sort of like uh, Catholic thing, but I was looking it up. That's not even the correct line. It's like the correct line from, uh, I think it's like uh, John eighteen sixteen. from what I looked up. It's like, I am the uh, love and light of something or other. It's not even the correct line. For whatever reason, they put, I am the light, I am the way on uh, Will Smith's neck for whatever reason. Because he's a hard ass, Ryan. That's why. 
Oh, because he, he's the way that all these squealers get to heaven or hell because he <laughs> fucking kills them because he's a, he's a badass hitman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Oogie boogie. <laughs> Deadshot narrowly escapes from the marshals that were ushering out the guy that was going to turn state's evidence after he killed him, and he gets away, and then we cut to uh, Deadshot walking down a street with his daughter. Yeah, with his daughter. I don't know why I was thinking son, but no, it's his daughter. And they're having a conversation. He's buying her shit. It's right around Christmas time. It looks like he's having a good time. He's Will Smithing this even well, as well. I'm just. There's only one instance in this scene where I'm like, all right, th- there's some decent acting there. It's whenever he, uh, uh, his daughter is like, well, mom says you kill people. And he just has this like look of like bereavement of like, my daughter knows that I fucking murder people. What the fuck? Which by the end of the movie, he's fucking fine with, right. by the way. <laughs> yes. Um, it's not a big deal anymore. <laughs> right. But yeah, in that moment, he's like, he's like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, I never wanted you to know about that side of my life. It's, it's kind of like the Iceman. Uh, I don't know if you know anything about uh, the uh, Hitman, Iceman. I can't remember his actual name, but they call him Iceman. He was a Hitman for the mob. Um, he was a family man similar to Deadshot and ended up killing people for the mob, repeatedly killing people for yeah. the mob. Um, and the family had no idea. No idea whatsoever until the day that the fucking uh, FBI showed up in their driveway pointing guns at their father slash husband and they're like, what the fuck is going on? Um, but yeah, they uh, walk down a short alleyway then Batman comes out of nowhere, jumps behind uh, uh, Deadshot and he's like... Uh, I'd I rather not do this in front of your yes, daughter. that's it. Um, Deadshot is about to, I think he fights Batman for a bit and it looks like he's about to shoot Batman, but then his daughter steps in the way and his daughter's like, no, you can't shoot Batman. And it literally right away, I would fucking put the gun down, but he's still holding the gun up, pointing at his own child. And he's having an issue of whether or not he should a shoot. crisis of conscience. <laughs> whether or not he should shoot. Right away, him. your daughter or your child is in the way. Fucking put the gun down. Right the fuck away. Don't fucking think about it. Gun down. But whatever. He ends up putting the gun down. Batman ties him up. Gives him to the authorities. And then we're on to the next character, which is Harley Quinn. Um, and I'm all right. Like, this scene... These few scenes we get of Harley Quinn's backstory, obviously they're also layered on uh, throughout the entire movie as well. But we the initial sh- uh, uh, scenes we get right now, I'm I like them only because of Margot Robbie. Yeah. All the other ones I cannot I can't I can't all the other aspects of these scenes I can't stand because of Jared Leto. It's like the the I'm gonna hurt you really really bad is interesting. I like that idea, but fucking Jared Leto. First off, fucking that, hell, that went nowhere. Yes, um, but the idea of actually one of the uh, <laughs> one of the memes that I've seen a couple times here recently, mm-hmm. uh, just as recently as today, as I was looking through some earlier, um, shows everyone who's ever played the Joker, mm-hmm. and it's like under each of their pictures mm-hmm. is like a single word, like thank you for yes. making <laughs> and then the very middle is Jared Leto's and under his it just says not you <laughs> it says for making Gotham bad again or something like that <laughs> and in the one that I saw they had uh, Dwight from the office <laughs> whenever he dressed up as the Joker yes. 
in one of the episodes for Halloween. Yeah. Outranking Leto's bat or Leto's Joker, <laughs> yes. which in a lot of ways, yes. Um, and the problem is, like, the worst part about it is, like, I don't even necessarily think that he would have been terrible if they just did some changes to the way that they presented the character. Yeah. Like, he doesn't need a fucking grill. No. But the idea behind he that is that Batman's punched him so much that his teeth are starting to break apart. And I'm just like, no, he could easily get... He doesn't need to have teeth. damaged across his No, forehead. and I said from day fucking one, the, they released the that only, image. The only tattoo that I really liked... It's a smile. ...was the smile on yes. his hand yes. that he would put up over his face. And then it, whenever he drew it away, he would be smiling in the same way. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's fucking cool. Like, yes. if you expanded on that idea, I'd be fine with it. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the rest of the tattoos you don't need. You definitely don't need damage to cross his forehead because he's the fucking Joker. You know it. <laughs> yes. I don't even mind the other, like the J on his, on his cheek or any of the other things. But that fucking damage bugged the crap out of me so fucking much when I first saw it. Like they released a still while they were shooting it. It was a still of just the Joker with all the ha-ha-has going up his chest and shit. Perfectly fine with all that. I cannot stand that for whatever reason they needed to write damage across his fucking forehead. And the other, the other thing that I didn't really care for of his was his Joker laugh. Like mm. everybody, everybody's got a Joker laugh. Don't get me wrong. Like I don't think it was necessarily bad. No, it was just odd. But when compared, yeah, to Heath Ledger's to, laugh, to Ledger's or Nicholson's. Well, not even Nicholson's. Like, uh. Goddamn Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mark Hamill has played the Joker in like every animated Batman. Most, yeah, including ever. games. Yeah, yeah. And he's phenomenal mm -hmm. at it. Yeah, yeah. And and there's there's a little bit to be said that I have an issue with um in the DC TV universe where mm -hmm. I think they they actually present the characters better than they do in the movies. Uh but he plays the trickster in uh, Flash. Yeah, yeah. And it's just Mark Hamill playing the Joker. Yeah, pretty much. Maybe a little scaled back. Yeah, um, it's slightly slightly less psychopathic, maybe. Yes. But it's still just the Joker. Like, the Joker, or the it, laugh yeah. is the same. Everything's the same. Yeah. And so that's that's a little critique, like, not necessarily on Mark Harmon, but, like, or, or Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. Yeah. Um, but Harmon's Harman, a different yeah. character. Or Nick different guy, guy altogether. Yeah, NCIS <laughs> is Mark Harmon. Um, Mark Hamill... <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't remember names. I just say them wrong. I know who the fuck I'm talking about. Um, I know what I'm talking about as well. I just don't know their names. I don't know their names. Yeah, because everybody forgets Brad Pitt. <laughs> um, but, like, it's not necessarily damning him because I think that he still did a good job. It was yeah, just, yeah. It was just... That's that's the joke. Like you've played the Joker for so long. That's the joke. And, and the reason, and it's kind of I, I. And with those shows, the reason we got Green Arrows because uh, Greg Berlanti, I believe, wanted Green Arrows. Just just Arrow, bro. Whatever. And they end the Flash. up. They end up calling him Green Arrow later on in the series. But um, the reason we got Green Arrow is because I believe Greg Berlanti wanted to do a Batman show. It's just nobody would let him, so he went with the next best thing, right. which was Green Arrow, which is just essentially the. There are a few deviations. Obviously, he, he still has his mother. Yeah. But... Um, but anyway, uh, to, to bring it back to the movie, like, 
I don't necessarily think that Jared Leto is a bad actor. No. I think I think that a lot of it came down to like bad direction, mm-hmm. bad character design for the Joker. Right. Like it's, I don't I don't know how much of it was Jared Leto's idea. I know that he got to play around with it some. I don't know if he's the one that was like, I should write damaged on my forehead. Mm, I, I kinda know. hope it wasn't I his hope idea. It wasn't either, but um it's this the Joker God, I want to I, like I've tried to like this Joker. Like I'm, I, I've always come. Like there are DC hardcore, hardcore DC fans who try to take the success of Marvel and twist it into the success of DC. I've seen examples of it. None of it fucking works. Some people really fucking enjoy this Joker, and I've tried for years now to try to see what the winning aspect of this Joker. Other than uh, Jared Leto is trying something different, I cannot see anything redeeming about this Joker. Yeah, it's not very... It's not good. I mean, there are aspects of it that are interesting, and I wish they would have played with more, but it's not good. It's just it's just bad. Like, Heath Ledger's... Uh, like, Jack Nicholson, he was like a gangster Joker. Uh, right, uh, he, he was he's over the top and funny and... Yes. Heath, uh, Heath Ledger's was more like a chaos, archaic, or not archaic, but uh, uh, anarchy type Joker. Well, yeah, I mean, even the fucking, even though, even though a lot of the things that people take for granted, I think it, at some point we should do the uh, Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, we the Nolan verse yeah. Batman's, um, because people are like, oh, you know, see, he's he's a complete and total agent of chaos. Uh, he's you know, given Two Face a gun. And putting it to his head, ready and willing to die. But mm. if you actually watch the scene, his thumb is in the fucking hammer, oh, so it, it wouldn't <laughs> have. Fu- so like, there's there's some amount that yes, he's an he portrays an agent of chaos, but he'll lie his ass off. He, he's not he's not willing to. Well, he's he's willing to die, but he's not willing to die before he sees his is plan. ready to yeah. die. Like with, it's never it's never somebody else has to kill me. It's always the Batman has to kill me. With Jared Leto's Jer- Joker, I've been trying to pinpoint what his like maybe like one liner would his be. His alignment, like with Heath Ledger's the anarchy chaos type thing, or uh, Nicholson's gangster Joker. But with this, I can't like it's all over the place. Even with um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, there's like a, a psychotic aspect yeah. of his Joker. But Jared Leto's, I cannot fucking figure out for the life of me. It's just it, bad. It almost tries to play both sides against the middle. Maybe. Because there's like the, the scenes in the club, mm. um, the Which some are fucking weird. The some he introduced Harley Quinn to, we'll get to there when we get there. The I think it's in this like Yeah, in this whole montage of this Harley. This whole Quinn's. montage. Like you see him sitting down with like a a gangbanger common is is common. all you can common is person. all you can really call him. Yeah, he's got the septum piercing and like weird tattoos all over his right. skull. Right, and he's you know saying, you know, you're making us both a lot of money mm. and all this stuff, which like leans on the the gangster side. Yeah, and then he immediately like whenever Common's like, dude, you know, props to you, Mister J, you got a bad bitch. Yeah, and then he calls Harley Quinn over. It's like you belong to him now. Yeah, and then he fucking blows his head off 
Like that's absolute chaos. <laughs> like yeah, I get you it. Can't, you can't you can't have both of those climbing at once. Like it just yeah, god, yeah. It creates cognitive dissonance. Like the the idea the idea of the chaos joker that you get with Ledger is he recovers all of the mob's money, takes his percentage, puts it in a warehouse and lights it the fuck on fire. Yeah. He does not give a fuck about money. Yep. But then he doesn't try to like he he organizes a gang, but it's not a like he's not trying to make them all money. He's like, "Hey, you guys used to work for him. I've got one position available, so if you want to survive, you're going to kill the other dude yeah. and then you'll work for me." Yep. Or you'll just fucking die. <laughs> like that's that's building an organization out of chaos. That's not this. That's not the same thing as as like oh we're you're making me a lot I'm, of money. Yeah, I'm part of this gang because I need to, I, I can't I have no other job prospects, so I have to be in this gang for no other reason than to make money. Um, unlike yeah, with the Nolan Joker, where he's just like, look, you're crazy, I'm crazy, let's do crazy things together. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> Made in heaven. <laughs> uh, anyway, but in this montage, we see Harley Quinn bringing him, uh, Joker, like a uh, his favorite turtle or something like that. It's some sort of like uh, toy of some sort, and he thanks her for bringing it. Uh, and I then, thought it was like a stuffed bunny. Maybe I can't remember. It was, it was something. It was some sort of stuffed animal. Um, but then, uh, or no, it was, a, it was a cat. Was it? I'm, I'm almost positive it was a cat. Joker thanks her. And then we see just auto. Uh, he's like, Oh, you could bring me something else. Yeah. Bring me an AK 47. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, huh? <laughs> I would have liked to see the descent of Harley Quinn a little bit more. Right. Cause it just kind of goes from zero to yes. a, a thousand. Yes. And cause we see her then on a table saying, yes, Mr. J, I will and, do. I like there's several points throughout this movie that I could I could bring this up and stuff. Um whenever this movie came out, people were like worshiping the idea of a Joker and Harley mm. romance and relationship. Like yeah. hashtag relationship goals and it's yeah. a picture of Harley and the yeah. Joker. For all you fucking idiots out there that are like, I want my relationship to be like Harley and the Joker. Yes. No, you fucking don't. Yes. It's an abuser abusee relationship. Because that is the most dysfunctional ass relationship mm. I think I've ever seen portrayed ever. And they do, like, they romanticize it mm. in this movie. And that kind of bothers me a little bit because there's people that are naive that obviously that they're like, oh, we want that kind of relationship. But they also, like, show it for what it is a little bit. In like in certain aspects, they show it for what it is. I, but yeah, it just like that. No, it is that a, fucking that fucking bothered me because it's the idea of uh, wanting a relationship like theirs is is a uh, prime example of an abuser and abusee relationship. Like and, he he fucking manipulates her like no fucking and a, other. A Stockholm syndrome type. I love him. Yeah, yeah, because he's. He literally enacts physical me. violence yeah. on her. Electroshock therapies her fucking, like, right from the start. And she's, like, enamored with her, the man. Her response to, like, oh, I'm going to hurt you really, really yeah, bad yeah. is, that's okay, I can take it. Yeah. Like, 
No. <laughs> no. That's not how you should build on a relationship. Um, but yeah, uh, we get that. And then we get a scene of uh, Amanda Waller saying that they were in love. And then we see like the big purple Lamborghini careening through the streets of Gotham. And then you just see Batman land on t- Or no, Batman's car comes in behind them. Well, then the, the other issue that I had with that is in that scene, she said, and for as crazy as the clown prince is, mm. it's nothing compared to his queen. Yes. Which, yeah, okay, I guess, like, she was a, a fairly famous and well-known doctor mm. before she became Harley Quinn. Yeah. Like, she was well-respected and stuff. Yeah. And then she went batshit crazy. Yes. Um, but, like, in the comics, she's nowhere near as to steal a line from Leto's forehead damaged as the Joker is. Right. Like, it's it's not a comparison. Like, that's not... No, in the comics, and even in the animated series, you could see that she's being abused. On a regular basis by the Joker. Like, he'll just not take and her there's, word. And there's certain offshoots where she realizes that mm-hmm. and gets away from him. Like, uh, whenever she and uh, Poison Ivy mm-hmm. and um, I think Catwoman. I believe so, yeah. Are all together. Yeah, yeah. Doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Like... They all, they both, once they get away, once they get she's out away of, from out the of Joker, this, which is and what, out of the influence. Yes, this is what it's an abusive situation. Once you get out of that situation, you see you what's going on. You can see it on. for what it is. Yes, it's fucking insane that some people want that for themselves. Whatever. If you're into, a, I don't know, some weird fucking like abuse fantasy, do you. But then, even then, like, she's still not as crazy as the Joker is. Mm. Like yes. that's just not a I, I don't know fair why comparison. that fucking line is in there. Um, but anyway, uh, as they're barreling down fucking Gotham and shit, uh, we just see the Joker and Harley enjoying each other's company. She's smiling. He's being chaotic and doing his weird laugh. Then all of a sudden, a big thump on the top of the. <laughs> 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 that fucking laugh. It's like weird. it's like half Squidward, half <laughs> yes. like just fucking weird. Uh, but uh, I, this exchange I really enjoy because Batman jumps on the uh, uh, Lamborghini. Joker says, "We've got company." Harley Quinn grabs Joker's gun. He's like, "Damn it, Batman! You're ruining date night!" And just yeah. starts unloading. Just starts unloading the gun. the gun. It's fucking brilliant. Uh, but there are, like, snapshots of, like, Harley being Harley. I'm just like, this is great. I, I love this. Let's do more of this. Um, and we get some of it in the uh, Birds of Prey movie, but... <laughs> yeah, let's give her a whole movie. Oh, fuck. We probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> yes, I think that's the last one in the entire... Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we then cut to... Or, well, it, yes, it'll be the last one that we do. Uh, one yeah, one, one, one after one, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we then cut... Oh, who's the next character? I think it's Enchantress is the next one. Or maybe Croc. Oh, it's either Enchantress or Captain Boomerang. I think, I think it's Ca- Captain Boomerang because, yeah, it was shortly after the last Ben Affleck scene. We then get an Ezra Miller scene. Um, um, but yeah, it's, you get, well, uh, the the end of the Harley Quinn stuff is the Lamborghini going in the water mm. and her she, screaming, I can't swim yes, right yes. before. Uh, it and crashes then she's, into the water. She gets she's, thrown into yeah, halfway out of the car. And like shit. halfway out. And Batman this goes is down another to brilliant. Yeah, rescue this, her. 
and she's just kind of laying there motionless. And as soon as he approaches, she fucking swings at him with a knife. Yeah, she then pops he punches up. her right in the face. <laughs> yes. She pops up, is like snarling at him, smiling and like snarling at the same time. I don't know how the fuck she did it, but it's fucking brilliant. She starts slashing sm- at him, snarling, <laughs> snarling. As no, no, I'm trying to, trying to <laughs> snarling. Yes. yes, he. All he does is you just see his or fist. smiling. I'm not sure which. <laughs> you see his fist just raise up into the frame of the camera and just. Boop, boop. <laughs> she gets knocked the fuck out. <laughs> he booped her snoot. <laughs> yes. It's a pretty brilliant uh, little exchange. Pulls, her, the pulls her out of the water and then yes. she's arrested. It lo- also, it looks like she's uh, drowning from, I don't know, water in her lungs. And Batman tries to give her mouth to mouth. She then starts making out with Batman. He immediately is like, no, that ain't fucking happening. <laughs> she smiles at him like, oh, what, Bats? Um, anyway... Uh, we then cut to, uh, I believe, is the Captain Boomerang scene, where it's just Captain Boomerang and uh, some court cohort of his uh, stealing Robbing a bunch of diamonds, diamonds with a fucking dirt devil and shit. <laughs> yep. And then the the cohort is like, we're going to be rich. And Captain Boomerang is like, yeah, go get the car. Yeah. Then he leaves to get the car. Captain Boomerang throws a boomerang. Kills him. Kills him. Uh, and then out of nowhere, boom, he gets thrown into the uh, far back wall. And Ezra Miller is just standing there with like lightning and shit. Well, uh, Ezra Miller like pops up by the vault and then he says something snarky, but I can't even remember what it was uh, now. It's not even that point. real snarky. It's like no honor amongst thieves, I guess. And that's it. That's uh, well, all he says. Snarky Snarky might not have been the right <laughs> the right word to use there. It might have been more like smart assy. Yes. But it's like, I don't really think that that's a super good like i mean no it's not it's just a generic line where thieves are killing other thieves and it's a similar setup to uh what happens in dark knight where what's his name uh the one bank guy is like oh there's no honor amongst thieves as the joker's men are taking each other out shit like that i can't remember the exact line or something but it's along the same lines but yeah but it's it's just better (laughs) yes in that setting it's better just because like number one it's a mob bank so the people who are putting money into it are thieves and then there's thieves stealing from thieves they're killing the thieves Mm. so there's less cuts and stuff so like it's yeah the way they set it up in the nolan uh dark knight perfectly fine but in this i'm like okay we could have thought of something better this is your only scene in this movie and you're just gonna make that line the one line you're going to say. Anyway, uh, we then cut to... Uh, like, you could have you popped up with lightning all around you and go, I'm going to stop you in a flash. And it would still have been better than that line was. <laughs> um, and that was the worst possible line that I could come <laughs> yes. up with in the last 10 seconds that we were talking about it. Like, that's the worst thing I could think of and it right. still would have been a better line. Yes, it would have. Um, I, it was so much better. I would have enjoyed that because I've been like, ah, oh, I see what you did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we then get a killer croc cutscene, but it's not really. I mean, it's just shots of him in the jail cell. Yeah, that's it. Unlike where other people, it's like them out in the open and uh, doing their own thing. This one is just him fucking up shit in his cell. I want to say everybody else's uh, stuff takes place in jail. Like, all the other cutscenes take place in jail. No, Enchantress's doesn't. Well, yeah, but that's because Enchantress isn't oh, technically. in jail. Yeah. Like... But, I mean, like, uh, Deadshot's, his uh, ha- happens uh, outside of the world. Uh, Harley Quinn's outside in the world. 
boomerangs outside in the world. And then we, who else do we got? We got Killer Croc. Killer Croc, he's um, in We got jail. Diablo. Diablo, his is also in jail. Well, part of it's in jail. The other well, part, the, I mean, they're, it's all in they say, jail. They say it's... he gave himself up with Diablo. Oh, yeah, and you just see him exiting his house. Yeah, it's all like, on fire. Like, who's, who stopped him? And he's like, nobody. They, yeah, yeah. He gave himself up. Yeah. Um, we then get Enchantress, and we see uh, Dr. June Moon, I think is her name, I believe. Dr. June something. Yes. I think I wrote it down. Or underlined it. I don't think it's June Moon, though. No, it is. Dr. June Moon. <laughs> June Moon is her name. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's fucking terrible. Um, we see her stumbling across a bunch of, like, uh, little uh, jars. Well, she she was in the Peruvian ruins or yes. something, and she wandered into the wrong cave. Dun, dun, dun! Yep. Uh, one of them cracks open, and all the smoke comes out. She cracks enters. it open. Oh, does it? Yeah. Uh, uh, all the smoke goes into her, and then we get the shot of, of like, a, a, I guess, some house that's just basically torn apart, dead bodies all over the place, and we then see June in, like, a bathtub with, like, uh, greenery coming out of the bathtub and shit, and she's just staring straight ahead, and she sees Rick Flag, and he's like, she's, or she says, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, and then Rick Flag is like, it's okay, it's okay, and then, uh, uh, Amanda Waller is like, we have control of her heart, so she won't do anything uh, untoward because we will start stabbing the heart. We'll kill her. To kill her. Basically. Um, and then they're like, well, we've got... <clears throat> my plan succeeded because I wanted Rick Flagg to take control of her so she could take control of Rick Flagg, so that way we have her heart, she has his. I think that's the setup or some shit. Right. Like, Which, well... Rick Flagg is supposed to be the good guy. Yeah. It, why would you want him to be under control? Because she wants she wants the power. She wants to control him. Mm. So um ba- basically like she puts Amanda Waller puts Rick Flag mm. in June Moon's path. Yes. And then they fall in love and Rick is whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like this is this is the woman I love. I'd do anything for her, mm-hmm. type thing. So that when Amanda Waller is like, "You're gonna do this," and he's like, "No," she can go, "Okay, well, yeah, I'm going to kill the Enchantress, which is gonna kill your girl, your your girl." And then yeah. he's, like, "Oh, damn you! Like uh, people told me yeah. I should war- I should be wary about you. I guess I should have been. We'll also get to that. Yes, you should. Because I, we'll get to that. Because there's a scene with him and Amanda Waller where I'm just like, you didn't think to bring this up before you went and saw everybody? You clearly... Oh, we'll get to it. It's here shortly. Um, anyway, uh, we cut back to Amanda Waller at her desk, enjoying her steak, talking to these guys. And then uh, it looks like everybody's under the same assumption that we need to get these guys into the field to do what we do uh, blacklisted type operations. Um, and they're all three in agreement. We then cut to David Harbour in that situation room talking to everybody. Uh, he then turns the meeting over to Amanda Waller. She explains pretty much every fucking thing she just explained in the previous scene to this entire fucking right, group. Right, because basically the, the whole dinner scene is for her to get one guy mm-hmm. to be like, okay, well, we'll bring that up to mm-hmm. everyone yeah. at, the, at the next summit meeting of the minds, yeah, whatever, whatever the, the fuck. fuck. 
Um, we then cut, uh, we're not cut. This is all one long scene. Uh, Amanda Waller's explaining everything. And then she's like, I've got a demonstration for you. And she brings up June moon and she tells June, look, I need the enchantress. So she says enchantress, and they do an interesting thing here where mm-hmm. the enchantress is coming into play and it looks like both the hands are, uh, are slowly yeah. caressing one another and it like flips over. And then it's just the enchantress's hand. Which, it's interesting. Yeah, that I, I like the, the, visual way that they did mm, yeah. like the the takeover or whatever mm. because she walks up and she's like okay it's time and she just says enchantress and you see like a black hand Come on slide out from underneath her hand interlace their fingers like they were holding hands mm-hmm. and then it turns over and then she's the enchantress yep and i was like that's that's a cool like way to yeah show interesting that. way um, uh, the, the, uh, I guess the general that's in charge of the meeting is like, oh, look, we're doing magic tricks now or some stupid shit like that. Um, and then the guy, and then Amanda Waller's like, look, all right, I've got another thing for you. And, uh, she, go get it. Yeah. He's, she says, go get it, girl. Like she's talking to a dog. Yeah, basically fetch. <laughs> uh, the enchantress looks at her heart that's in the package next to Amanda Waller, then looks back up at Amanda Waller, then just poof, gone. And then we just see like a slight rumble, poof. Right beside the general, slamming. You know, you know what happens whenever there's a fucking rumble and you see water moving. There's a goddamn T Rex close by. <laughs> right, like that's what that means. We all know that. We then, but instead, she comes back from Tehran, not with a goat, but with like a, the Ministry of um, um, Military's like all handbook, their, all or, their fucking weaponry and yeah, shit, all their like, government. We've secrets. been after these documents yeah. for years. Yeah. And apparently that won him over. Yeah. So <laughs> so number number one, we've learned that this military body is very very ineffectual if they've been after <laughs> this this one singular group of documents for years. Yes. They're not good at their job. Yes. Uh, number two, they're okay with having the quote unquote suicide squad, and they're like, but we can't have this be a sanctioned squad. Yes. And she's like, oh no, of course not. There'll be a squad that sent in off the books and if anything bad happens we disavow them yep and uh, she also explains that we've got ways of keeping control of them shit like that we don't know what they are at least in the movie we don't know what they are they will be a later explained um we then cut to her and rick flag landing at this black prison site uh in the bayou uh and then rick flag is just like this movie it's poorly fucking edited because it's just a series of like I don't know, short music videos for each character. Because each time you're introduced yeah. to the character repeatedly, you then get a, s- so- a small song <laughs> that pertains to that character. Like, uh, oh, Killer Croc is uh, down on the bayou, whatever that fucking uh, Credence Clearwater song is. Um, bayou or whatever the fuck. Mm. It's just series of that, where it's just songs pertaining to that character or could potentially hint at what's going on in the scene. And it's just... Re- they are doing... The, the they Guardi- tried, yeah, they tried to do the Guardians of the Galaxy thing. Repeatedly. And it didn't work. No, it's fucking horrible. Um, but then Rick Flagg is going through all the characters, and then the last one, uh, he's... Uh, well, he doesn't go through all of them. He goes through... He watches Croc. He uh, checks out uh, Diablo, him and uh, Amanda Waller do. Diablo's like, no, that ain't me. I'm never gonna hurt and another he just, su- he, soul. He produces the word by in flames yeah. and then puts his hands back down. Which I... <clears throat> Honestly, I like like Harley Quinn. Obviously, is a is a yeah. fantastic performance all mm. the way around by Margot Robbie. And about up till about halfway through the movie, 
like Diablo's portrayal. Fantastic. I'm interested by it. Like, but there's just some connections. Where I'm just like, why like, are you doing? Like that? you said, towards the end, where it's the it's the snap to, oh yeah, I care about these people mm-hmm. now. Like you don't fucking care about these. people. There's no reason to. Yeah, they're constantly shitty to you. At one point, you, Will Smith yells at you to get you to do anything. And slaps the fuck out of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, why are you in, sacrificing yourself for these people? But anyway, uh, we then cut to a dead shot in front of like a table of just nothing but guns revolvers fucking automatic shotguns shit all kinds of different guns and he's being escorted by the plex prison uh guards along with Ike Barinholtz's character oh we also we also missed probably one of i mean this it's a movie rife with bad lines mm. but one of my least favorites that produce like an audible sigh and an eye roll for me is whenever they're talking about, well, where do you have these people? And Amanda Waller's like, we put them in a hole and we threw away the hole. Like, <laughs> yes, I completely forgot about that. What? what? Like that doesn't even fucking make sense. Oh my God. Yes. I completely forgot about that. Um, and, then, and then the worst part is like the, the, like there are black sites. CIA has yes, black sites yes. around the world in real life. Yes, where, Guantanamo. The most famous where, one is yes. Guantanamo, Bay. and a lot of people know where Guantanamo is. Yes. there are. I guarantee there are several that no one no outside one. the CIA yes. knows where they are. Yes, this one is in a fucking swamp in Louisiana. <laughs> yes, that is not throwing them in a hole. They are still on the continental United States. <laughs> like the, the reason, the reason that black sites exist outside of the United States is because they don't have to adhere to United States laws. That's why Guantanamo exists. We rent that land out from Cuba because it's outside of United States laws. Right. So you're allowed to do terrible fucking things right. like It's still not good. Like, <laughs> like all of that shit. But yeah, like that black site exists on <laughs> American soil. Like, yes. so they're not, they're not in a hole. They're just in a, a prison. <laughs> Like, that's not the same fucking thing. No, it's not. Um, anyway, <laughs> so they're, they're there and... Deadshot's doing his thing. Well, He's, Rick Flagg's like... Will Smith is doing his thing. Rick Flagg's like, you know, take off his cuffs. I yes. want to see what he can do. Ike Barinholtz's like, no, this is going to end badly. As soon as he picks up a, a gun, he puts it in Barinholtz's face. He's like, see, I told you. Like, it's exactly what was going to happen. He's like, oh, you know, it's a... The firing pins filed down and stuff, and Rick Flagg's like, go ahead and fucking pull the trigger. Yep, you're right, pull the trigger. <laughs> and he shoots into the air, realizes that it's not loaded with blanks, and that it's not Fake. filed down. Yeah. And he's like, you motherfuckers are crazy. <laughs> yes. uh, but then he... Uh, they Proceeds want him, to, they, they want to, him to demonstrate he never misses. Right, they want him to demonstrate that he's... Uh, as well as he says he is. Um, and then you just see him just fucking loading up guns, unloading guns, just shooting all in the same exact place on each of the targets. Uh, and they're all metal targets, so he has to repeatedly hit several rounds in, in order for it to make a hole. And you see several of the targets that he has at different ranges, um, all with the same fucking hole, all being shot through the with the same amount of accuracy. Center of the fucking time. forehead. Um, and then he's like, look, this is what I can do. This is what I want. And he starts listing off, like, he wants, uh, college for, he wants college for his daughter paid off. He wants, if her grades start to slip, he wants his daughter to get the white people treatment. Them to do the white people thing. You know what I mean. (laughs) Uh, He wants to go to an Ivy League school. He wants a a list of, of like, five or six things. 
Um, and Amanda Waller, or he's telling all this to Rick Flag because, and Rick Flag thinks that Will Smith thinks that he's the one in charge, and Will Smith's like, "No, I know I was you're not your in charge." To this one, uh, to this woman, and she's like, "You're in no place to make any demands." Yada yada yada. We'll take ten years off your sentence. Shit like that. Uh, and then this is where it gets fucking weird, because obviously Rick Flag has already gotten dossiers on all these characters. Yep. But after he meets all these characters, do we then see a scene of him flipping the fuck out on yep. Amanda Waller? He's like, these people are fucking nuts. They're untrained. They're unprofessional type bullshit. I was like, you couldn't have brought this up before you went to the site. I don't know if this is, it was shot before or it was in the story originally supposed to be before they go to the black site. But this is sh- the way that they edit it. It's after he sees everybody that he's like, we have an issue. Right. This like, is stupid. Like, give me some time. I'll get you some mm. some real soldiers, yeah, yeah. some some pipeliners, I think he calls I them. I don't remember what he calls them. Um, who, who can do what you want done mm-hmm. without having to use... Rely on use these, bad people. Use these fucking yeehaws. Yes, and Joel Kinnaman, he's all right as Rick Flagg. He's not the greatest, and I, I don't know if you've ever seen the, the show Altered Carbon. Yes, well, the first season. Right. I haven't uh, watched, the second, I haven't watched the second season either. The second season, I think, has Anthony Mackie in it. Yeah. Um, but he was really good. Uh, uh, Joel Kinnaman was really good in the first season of Altered Carbon. Yeah. I really enjoyed his character. Um, but in this, I can't fucking stand. Like, he, he's either whining about fucking Enchantress bitching about the team that he already knew from the fucking get-go what was going on. He was par for the course the entire time until he actually met them. It's just insane. Um, And then, by the end of the movie, he's all right with them. Well, and and we also missed, before they go to the black site, there's a a scene where, like, he's with June. Mm, Yeah, they're in a hotel room. And she's asleep, and she whispers Enchantress and turns into the Enchantress... Like, while she's asleep, yeah. and he goes to call Amanda, and she flashes something to him, like, of her yeah, killing June somehow or yeah, something, yeah. and he's like, all right, and he puts the phone down, and she then bamfs, yeah, for much. lack of a better term, yeah. to Amanda Waller's room is walking towards the heart to reclaim her heart Mm -hmm. and then sees a beeping on the device. It's like, oh, okay, well, I can't get close to that. And then poofs into a closet, finds the idol that contains her brother. Yes, Incubus, which is, they don't say the actual name, but in the uh, synopsis that I wrote, not that I wrote, but that I read, his name is Incubus in the uh, story, whatever. Finds Incubus. Yes. Puts him in a black guy and it's like, you know, we'll we'll get our revenge on yeah all these people. It, it's another scene until where then. Until then, eat them and before Wonder Woman eighty four. This is another scene where they possess a human body for reasons. They don't specify why he needs to be in a human body. All we see is the guy being possessed by the guy, and then he just starts freaking the fuck out. There's no rhyme or reason why he needed to possess a human body. Right, other than it's to give him. Corporeal form because I guess he's, he's a because he's ha- a smoke person too because oh, yeah shortly after possessing this guy he's able to fucking go into his like superhuman form and like be like eight feet fucking tall maybe twelve feet fucking tall well I think that the reason that that happens is because like the the next scene that you see is him 
like in a subway station and like he collapses and people start like crowding around him and then you just see like fucking orange glowing tentacles like just fucking grabbing at people yeah but if it was all you could simply have is her bamf with her the idol right there her cracking it open and being like what she says in the bathroom with the guy and then he just fucking just does his own thing throughout the entire city why he specifically has to possess a human body is beyond me yeah i don't know I'm but not, even I, even whenever he takes his like eight foot form, yeah, he's no longer the, in the body. But the face is the same. I guess. Like so, that's what his body become. Like he he uses that body as a starting point. Maybe like, that that fucking game on PlayStation One where like you start oh, as a oh, as a, a little Kotaku or whatever the fuck a it is. little fucking ball, yeah. and then you roll around the city picking shit up, and mm. you just get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, and that's bigger. pretty much what it is. That's basically what. What Incubus does. <laughs> yes. Um, we then... Uh, what is the next scene? Oh, the next scene is Ike Barinhold in a casino. Uh, like, betting and shit. And uh, he's, like, uh, like 10 grand um, in the ho- in the hole at this point. And he's, like, demanding that the person that owns the, the illegal gambling place get, uh, loan him more money. Um, he's then escorted up to, uh, I guess, a kitchen area? Because there's just one yeah. guy just... Like lopping away at this fucking fish, and then Ike Barinholtz like, do you think he he he's got it or not or some shit like that? Uh, and Ike Barinholtz like, look, what am I doing here? There's no reason. Uh, Joker's second hand man comes in, uh, or right hand man comes in with a briefcase, hands uh, the guy that uh, runs the casino a bunch of money, which is presumably paying off Ike Barinholtz's debt. debts. We then see Joker come in behind the guy, and uh, like, uh, uh, I really enjoy. Some of the Joker stuff, like the, him just walking up and just, just starts massaging uh, Ike Barinholtz's character's mas- shoulders, and Ike right away fucking knows. Maybe it's just the way Ike reacts, because I enjoyed that whole interaction between the two uh-huh. characters, because he knows right away. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And then we see the Joker, Jared Leto, doing his normal Joker thing, telling him he's going to help him get Harley out of wherever she's at, yada, yada, yada. Um, and then we quickly, uh, I agrees to it. And then we quickly cut to the jail cell and all of the, uh, no, before we get this, we, uh, we cut to under the subway station oh, where okay. Incubus is mm. with Rick flag and June. Yeah, yeah. And she whispers enchantress becomes the enchantress and then just fucks off, fucks off. Yes. Um, and Rick flag calls Amanda and is like, yeah, it's uh, like, Hey, incubus is like in this main train station is like, uh, so, like souping up all this like energy and shit, like right in front of him. Enchantress comes up behind him. He's like, she's like, brother, you need to help me. I need to get my she, heart back. Well, she stabs the fuck out yeah. of the her heart. heart Amanda Waller like, does. Yeah. It's like, help me. Uh, as uh, holes are starting to pop up on Enchantress and shit. And the brother's like, uh, I will fuse my body with your body. So now if she destroys the heart, it's not going to really matter. Uh, and then she's just helping her brother like, at this point. Where's my heart? Well, I don't have it right now, but as soon as, uh, until I get it back, we'll share your power. Yes. Um, basically, it's just the two of them just fucking up shit at this point. Uh, we then cut to... In Midtown. Yes. Uh, we then cut to now is when they're yes, activating the Suicide yep. Squad by putting the bombs in the neck. We have Will Smith doing his Will Smith thing, uh, saying he's going to kill anybody that touches him. Then a doctor walks up, boom, hits him right in the neck with a little injector and inserts the bomb into him. And he's like, ma'am, ma'am, can you help me? And it, I kind of like this line, but I'm also like, really? 
he as he's being wheeled away, he's like, "Oh, you're one of them silent hoes." <laughs> I really, I I'm not a huge fan of it, but I also was like, "That's pretty fucking hysterical." Like as he's walking away, he's just gonna call some woman a random hoe for whatever reason. Right. Uh, same thing happens with Harley Quinn. She's not sure what the fuck is going on. Um, and Killer Croc, everybody's like, "Oh, we have to do this guy now," and he's like, "Oh, in like Hannibal Lecter, like gear, like yeah. the face mask, and everything." They pump him with the same bombs. Everybody as well. And we cut to them all out in the courtyard. Uh, Rick Flag telling them, uh, "We have a mission to do. You are going to do this mission because now you have bombs in your neck, and if you don't, we will set off one of these bombs." Uh, and then we get another fucking like musical cutscene. Of Harley walking to and everybody walking to their different fucking like tackle or uh, uh, foot lockers, and then opening them up and it's just Eminem. Uh, I can't remember the name of the song. Uh, one of the Eminem songs where it's, he's all crazy and shit. Um, the early Eminem, the Marshall Mathers LP, um, <laughs> and it's just her going through her things. Same with Deadshot. Same with Boomerang. All of them just doing their normal shit. And it's just oh, fuck. It's in the middle, of, in the middle of a courtyard. And then you see her put on, like, yes. you, you see her hold up They're the all, original yes. Harley Quinn costume that, for oh, a minute. One scene we also forgot, and it fucking bugs the shit out of me. Right before he goes to the casino, we see a scene of Joker with his henchman, and the henchman is telling him, oh, we can't find her. She's in some sort of uh, black site prison being held uh, in the bayou. And the Joker is just surrounded by, like, knives, guns, and shit. And it, it, they... Uh, the way they set it up is really interesting, but he also has, for whatever reason, a fucking permanent marker smile across his face. Like, he was just yeah. blowing the fuck out of some giant fucking permanent marker, because it's just a ring around his goddamn fucking grimace, and it's just weird to fucking look at. He then lays back, does a goofy-ass smile, the camera pulls back, and he's surrounded uh, just by all sorts of knives, weaponry, and, and shit. Um, it's an interesting scene. But we then cut to Harley. In that scene, he's also flashing back to uh, who they once were, and we see Harley Quinn um, in the original in the original garb from like the uh, animated series and whatnot, with the Joker with the slick back hair and the tux on and everything. It, it's an interesting shot. It's one of those shots where you're like, "This is how, we'll, we'll definitely have this in the trailer. This is how we'll get people in the seats." And it won me over by seeing that. I thought we were going to get maybe a little bit more than just a cutscene, maybe like some sort yeah. of like backstory. But all we got was like a cutscene. Um, but yeah, she's going through her foot locker. She comes across that same outfit. And then she discards it for fishnets, red and blue booty shorts. Yes. Uh, a shirt. A crop that, top shirt. Yeah, a crop top shirt that says like... Daddy's, Daddy's Little Monster. Yeah, Daddy's Little Monster. Mm. And then a jacket. And then you see everybody staring, mm. obviously, because apparently she is stripped <sighs> yes. naked to just put lame. this on. Yeah. And she just kind of looks around like... What? And then everybody's like, oh, yeah, I got to look at my stuff. Yeah. Just goes back to... The joke they're trying to make is that she's so drop-dead gorgeous that everybody's going to stop what they're doing just to look at her. I was like, yes, we get that. Margot Robbie's very attractive. Do we need this scene? Does this help the character in any way? No. The story in any way? Nope. Then we don't need the fucking scene. There's just a pointless scene to basically be like, look, we almost got Margot Robbie out of her clothes. It's just ridiculous. Um, Everybody stood it up at this point. Then we get that scene I was telling you about um, where Rick Flagg is like, this is the voice of God. And it's Amanda Waller on a lap or on a tablet talking to everybody, telling them of the situation that's going on. Some sort of terrorist attack. Uh, People are dying left and right. They're not telling them the full truth. They're just 
people are dying left and right, some sort of a terrorist attack. We need the Suicide Squad to go in and try to take out You're, the terrorists. No, not take out the terrorists. Your job is to extract oh, yeah. this one person. Yeah, She's the, the only scientist. Or, or they're the only person that matters, yeah. and I forget what they call the person. Yeah, that's right. Um, there, yeah, this is when we get that stupid scene of uh, Will Smith where he's like, so we're like a Suicide Squad. I see what you did there with Smith. Right. So anyway, uh, they load up into the fucking plane. I, I also want to point out that we also have, for whatever reason, Scott Eastman in this movie. Yep. Uh, if you don't know who Scott Eastman in, is, he's the son of Clint Eastwood. Did I say Eastman? Yes, you did. I, I meant Eastwood. We got Scott Eastwood in this movie. He's the son of Clint Eastwood. And for whatever reason, they're constantly trying to make Scott Eastwood a thing like his father. I'm just like, that's never going to happen. This, the, the, a... Scott Eastwood is significantly shorter than his father. Yep. I'm not a huge height guy, but there's clearly a difference between the two guys. Um, so he's not going to be a leading man because they keep on trying to put him into certain things and trying to make him like this leading man type bullshit. I'm just like, it's not going to work. He's A, not a good actor. B, just not charismatic at all right. like his father was. He's not, he's not a, a Skarsgård, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> yes. because uh, they've had some... Some amount of success. All of putting, ba- I think, and it, uh, I think whenever Bill was press touring for it, yeah, um, he was on. I think it was Conan or mm. uh, the Colbert Show, mm. um, and he was like, "Yeah, my one brother's a doctor, and he's the black sheep of the family. <laughs> yes. Like a doctor is the black sheep <laughs> because all of the fucking rest of them are actors. <laughs> yes. The father, the mother, I believe, is an actress as well. Fucking Alexander Skarsgård is his uh, one brother." Fucking, uh, uh, what's his name on True Blood? Er- Eric the Viking on True Blood. Now, uh, uh, Randall Flagg on The Stand, which I've started watching that, and it looks really fucking good. Um, and then, uh, I just think it's funny because it, it opened to critical failure because everybody was still pissed at Amber Heard for... Oh, really? Is she in that movie? Or in that show? Yeah, she's in The Stand. I must not have recognized her, but yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> that's, that's off topic. But yes, but yes uh... <laughs> He is he is nowhere near as successful as his father, yeah, yeah. or like. But for some reason they like, keep putting like him a in dynasty shit. family, like the Skarsgårds, or even mm-hmm. even like the fucking Hemsworths. Yeah, Hemsworths. Yes, I'm not. All of the Hemsworthians <laughs> yes. are are somewhat successful, right? Uh, but uh, Scott Eastwood, I don't know why they. I guess obviously because of his lineage, it's just. It's, it's annoying to constantly see him pop up and things, and then he has, to, like, the one-note character, and it's always the same. Like, I'm a hard-ass... Like, he was in uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Mm. He played... Uh, or maybe one of the Fast and Furious is... I can't remember. But he played uh, uh, Mr. Nobody's, like, second-hand man. Or right-hand man. And he ran his mouth to the rock, and rock lifted him up and pushed him up against the wall, like, sideways and shit. It's an interesting scene, but it's the same character that he plays in that, right. in this one, where he plays a hard-ass, like, government agent-type person. I'm just like, he's not an interesting actor. I'm sorry for the guy, but he's not. Um, <laughs> we then, uh, before everybody gets on the plane, we then see a couple of cars pull up into the little like, area that they're all like suiting up in, and out comes Slipknot. And he's, you know, got handcuffs on. Some woman makes a crack about him, and is like, uh, she says, like, uh, good riddance, you piece of shit, or some, some stupid shit like that, and he punches her. <laughs> He yep. just straight like there's no hesitation. The moment she says it, wham, he hits her. <laughs> yeah, and like, 
<laughs> for whatever reason. Uh, <laughs> he then joins the group. And he then, says something whenever he turns around, too, but I can't remember what it was. I don't remember what it was. It, it was just jarring. All, all of a sudden, she, yeah, says, like, she says something, he hits her. I'm just like, whoa, what the fuck? You see, you, this character has like three moments in the movie. Yeah. He steps out of the car, punches a woman in the face. <laughs> yes. He uh, is talking to Captain Boomerang. Yes. And, and then, then you dies. see him, and then you see him like shoot grappling hooks and like <laughs> yeah. start climbing shit, and then he blows up and swings upside down. <laughs> yes. Those are his three moments in the movie, and literally they happen within the next like five minutes of this <laughs> yes. movie. Like he's introduced, he's introduced and killed off with real five quick. minutes. Um, but yeah, uh, they all get on the plane. The plane's about to take off, and then out comes Katana at the last second, and Rick Flag's all, you finally made her some stupid shit like that. And then we get like a little backstory of where Katana was, killing the last of the members of people that killed her husband. Um, and then Rick Flag explains to the group, he's like, this is my... Uh, this is, the this is my that, number two. Yeah, this is the person who's going to be covering my six in case any of you decide to try to do something. Uh, and she's like, I wouldn't... Uh, suggest stepping up to her because she ends up killing you. Her sword has the ability to trap your soul, and her soul or her sword is called the Soul Taker. Um, and that's I really enjoy Katana. Like we got Katana in the TV series, the DC TV series. Also really fucking interesting. Um, same, it's a similar setup. Uh, wife avenging the death of her husband, and in the TV series, husband and son. Um, and so and it's really interesting. Uh, I really like that Katana was in this. Uh, we then uh, get the airplane. I, I think it's cuts to something else and then goes back to the airplane. I can't remember. Oh, it cuts to the Joker and his gang uh, doing assault on the lab that the bombs right. and everything were made. Um, and it's an interesting scene. You have all these different characters with all these different like character heads. Like one has a panda head, one which has is like the a si- snowman head. Which you assume head. is the Joker, even though it's not. Yeah. Because you also saw it in the. Um, him breaking out of Arkham Asylum yeah. whenever Harley brought him the AK-47 that he yes. wanted. Uh, he he approaches the one locked area with the main scientist in it. They try to shoot the windows out. It's not working. It's clearly bulletproof. Uh, Joker then holds up a tablet up to the window, and it's his wife with a gun to her head telling him, just do whatever they want. The guy does. Joker looks at some of the equipment. He looks at one of the pneumatic guns. He's like, oh, what does this do? Unhooks it, uh, primes it, and then immediately uses it on yeah, the guy. plunges it into his neck. Uh, we then cut to the uh, helicopter up in the air above, I guess, Metropolis or some area. They don't really specify the city, do they? Um, Midway City. Is it Midway? Yep. Um, but yeah, it's uh, some sort of like swirling vortex is tearing the shit out of uh, Midway City, and they're all like, we're not here to stop any terrorists. And Rick Flagg's like, no, but you're also here to actually extract someone. And then, uh, uh, also, there's another scene before they get uh, into the big open area, which I found fucking weird, is Ike Barinhold, like, you have all these, like, uh, military men escorting the entire team out, but then Ike Barinhold in his security guard uniform, clearly standing out from the rest of them, walks up to Harley Quinn's character, hands hands her her a phone. I'm like, did no one else see that? No one else saw the phone he just gave her. Yeah. Clearly they're not allowed to have phones, but he just randomly gave her a phone, and no one's going to question him about it. It was just fucking it weird. says, you know, make sure, will you tell him that, you know, I took care of you? Mm-hmm. And she just laughs and says, you are so screwed. <laughs> yes. Uh, but uh, what I, 
what made me remember that is that uh, a, a chime comes off the phone, and it's just Joker saying, "Hey, I'm I'm nearly there. Yeah, I'm I'll coming you for out. you." Shit like that. And Deadshot, Deadshot sees, it. sees it, and she just like, Shh. yeah, I sh- and winks at him or some shit like that. And he's like, oh, "Okay." Um. Uh. Then the uh something comes out of the air or off the ground into the air and like hits the air or the helicopter, the helicarrier bullshit that they're uh-huh. in, knocks it out of the ground. They all go barreling. Into the ground and shit. They all come out of the uh, uh, aircraft. The, the second one lands that's got all the military personnel yeah. in it. The one that got shot down was the Suicide, was squad. suicide squad. And um, they all hop out. Like, uh, Will Smith exits first. And then, <laughs> yeah, well, for like, whatever reason. Harley Quinn comes out next and she's like, Wee! Yes. There's just little like, aspects of What you would expect Harley Quinn to yes. do in that scenario. Uh, we then. And it's just a series of them walking through the uh, streets, not knowing what the fuck is going on. And then out of nowhere, the putty patrollers come out of fucking thin air. If you don't know who that is, those are characters from fucking Power Rangers. Because that's what these fuckers look like. Only they're not fucking gray and white. They look fucking ridiculously similar. They're not similar to putty. They've just got eyes everywhere <laughs> right. for whatever reason. For whatever reason. But they're all humanoid it, shape. It, it almost looks like the... Um the suit from the new Invisible Man oh, yeah. movie, um, which is actually decent for like its portrayal of using technology. Emily to Blunt, do it. not Emily Blunt, but what is her name? Emily. I don't. Remember. The chick from Mad Men. The yeah. oh, I can't remember her name. Uh, but yeah, that movie is really fucking good, and I think Blumhouse is building on what Universal couldn't do. Blumhouse is now going to do with the Monster Universe anyway. TV show. But we'll get to that one, if we ever get to that, uh, which we may or may not. I mean, it's kind of nerdy, but it's also mainly horror shit, so we may or may I not. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that. I love horror movies, <laughs> so. Right. Uh, we then cut to them just dealing with all the, uh, the uh, and I think that also playing catch-up to fucking Marvel is that uh, in Age of Ultron, you just had a bunch of nameless bad guys running at them. They were able to do just wanton destruction all over the place. And not right. worry about the moral implications that their movie would have by taking out, say, like a character. Like that, that, that's why you'll see in like several movies of like bad guys with like no face. You'll have the face covered up or some shit like that. So you, as the viewer, don't grow some sort of like attachment to that character because right. you see a human being being murdered. So that's why they'll either have like uh, SWAT or, or terrorists like headgear on or some shit like that so a they don't have to pay uh for as many people they can just use the same guy and dressed up in different ways and b so you don't grow an attachment to a human being being potentially killed by seeing their face um and we have a similar setup with this where we just have humanoid bodies with like eyeballs all over their fucking face and then just uh, blindly tacking anything that isn't right one of and them. there's there's also a scene before this where like uh flag is talking to deadshot and Deadshot's like, man, what's your problem with me? And he's like, uh, you're a mercenary, not a soldier. You're going to, whenever it comes down to it, you're just going to cut and run. And then we get the, the scene with the putty patrollers and they're yes. like, they're like, oh, well, uh, you know, second squad, mm. uh, go up two blocks and then cut around to see if we can get around them. Yes. Cause, uh, and in the meantime, the putty patrollers become aware and start attacking the Suicide Squad. They're they're also they also uh, come up with the uh, idea that they're all trying to get after Rick Flag for whatever reason. We'll find out here in a bit. Well, why they're, they're going after Rick or they're 
the reason that they think they're going after Rick Flagg is because there's a group of them that fucking takes him at yes. this point. Yes. And uh, Deadshot's like, you know, you gotta you gotta get him because one of the stipulations is if Rick Flagg dies, then they all die. We all die. Yes. Um, and she's like, who the fuck cares about him? And he's like, he dies, we all die. And she's like, oh yeah, shit, that's right. <laughs> Yes. So like, you see, you <laughs> oh, see shit. Deadshot. I have this bomb on my neck. Oh shit! I forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, you see Deadshot like, uh, taking people out all over the place. You see Captain Boomerang slicing people up with his boomerangs. You see Katana slicing people up with her sword. They're all. You doing see Harley their... Quinn just fucking swinging at people with a baseball bat. And oh, okay, well this is a this is a special baseball bat that kills them. Which is the downfall of, of uh, just not thinking. Right. Uh, because uh, Harley well, Quinn... Even, even in, like, all these other scenarios, like, they're talking about how good these fucking creatures are because mm. they can take a headshot and keep going. But every time Deadshot hits one with a headshot, they're dead. Yes. <laughs> but then uh, you also just see Killer Croc, like... Eating them. <laughs> eating them, <laughs> picking them up, and, like, suplexing them, like... Wrestling, wrestling them. Now, because also we're supposed to be getting King Shark in the Suicide Squad sequel. Now, imagine if Killer Croc was like a souped up, like almost Hulk size. Yes. And he was tearing through motherfuckers like that. That would have been interesting to Right, and it see. probably would have made a little bit more sense because right now this dude's no bigger He's than fucking like... fucking puny. No bigger than Batista. Yes. Which, I mean, is, is it really a fair comparison because Batista is a gargantuan human being all things like his his upper body is fucking ginormous oh yeah yeah but even whenever he's drax and he jumps in the fucking mouth of the thing at the beginning of the second guardians of the galaxy yeah, yeah. he's got the fucking knives and just like ah like stabbing <laughs> the inside of it like the size of his body he still uses weapons yes but killer croc's like nah it's okay i'll just use my hands and bam 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 they kill they getting killed with with fists, yeah. Which okay, apparently. whatever, whatever. Um, uh, they end up. Oh god, where do they end up? They, I think they end up in the building uh, where their target is. Excuse me. And as they're going through the building, this is where we then see uh, they approach the building. Nothing's happening. They then go up a few floors, and then Amanda Waller gets uh, a, like a motion sex, uh, sensor. We detection. missed. We missed the uh, the scene where Slipknot dies. Oh, that's like, right. yeah. As after the, they get off as, the plane. Yeah, after they get off the plane and they're walking through the street, Captain Boomerang's like, hey, man, it, you know, it's just psychosomatic. Like, they didn't actually, in, like, whatever they injected us with wasn't a bomb. Yeah. Like, it was, it was nothing. But they're, they're just playing a trick on our brain because they said we've got a bomb in us so they can keep us in line, mm -hmm. even though they'd never be able to put bombs in our necks. Yeah, and yeah. He's, like, he's like, well, how do you know? And he's like, oh, I just know. And Slipknot's like, Okay, bet. And so he tries to escape, and Rick Flag blows him up. <laughs> blows blows him up his head up anyway. With with an interface that mm. uh, shows everybody that's mm. got yeah. one of these bombs in their neck. <laughs> one <laughs> of my issues with this yes. is it shows everybody that's got a bomb in their neck. Mm. So as soon as the Joker injected the scientist with a bomb, it would have shown up on their screen. They would have had tracking that this guy has a bomb in his neck now. Did did he? I I know he put the pneumatic gun to the guy's neck, but was it with an actual bomb? I thought it was just he just just shooting the goddamn think, pneumatic needle into the guy. 
Well, no, because the guy's with him on the helicopter later. Yeah, because I thought because he had control of his Maybe. wife. Maybe I don't know. But I think they don't. That's the that yeah that shittiness of this poor, fucking poor storytelling. Yes. We don't know if this guy's got a bomb in his neck or yeah, not. They don't explain if it was just the needle he was punching him with or what. Uh, if he actually did have a bomb in his neck or not. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. After all that, we they get attacked. They get their first attack by the uh, putty patrollers. Uh, they then approach to the building of where their target is. They start going up a few floors. Amanda gets a motion sensor alarm, tells Rick about it. Then all more putty patrollers end up going around them. And then um, Deadshot they ducks, to, ducks behind a desk, puts on his mask, does a few things, then takes off his fucking mask. Well, and, that, and that's another thing that, like, he's holding it, and Harley Quinn asks him why he's holding it. Mm, yeah, yeah. And he's like, every time I put on this mask, people die. And then whenever he puts it on, she's like, ooh, people are going to die. Yes. But the idea of him putting it on and then like a and minute then or immediately two later taking, it, taking off. it off. I'm just like, they're still in the middle of the fucking battle. He immediately just starts taking it or just immediately takes it off for whatever reason. I get putting it on if you're like in the thick of things. Fine. But then take it off while you're still in the thick of things. Yeah, it's some, it, it, would, it would potentially be some sort of like body armor type thing. Maybe. Like, like, I mean, I think that part of the reason that we even get that sort of helmet where like the one side is fully mm-hmm. covered and the other side is like got a, the a thing piece. for the optic. Yeah. And like, it's even got like the ventilation cut mm-hmm. into the, the sides by the, um, by the mouth mm-hmm. is because we got such an amazing version of it for death stroke in arrow. Yeah. Like, like the, the, Fully body armored. Yeah, the, um, Manu Bennett is the one that plays him in the TV show, and he uh, plays uh, Deathstroke, not Deathshot, but uh, Deathstroke. Right, they're they're two different characters in the DC universe. Yes. that are very close together. Yes, the difference is Deathstroke also uses a sword, uh, but and, they're both and they're Deadshot. Both- Deadshot has uh, a gauntlet guns. Like he has. Yeah, uh, that's it. That's it. Yep, that's it. They're both expert marksmen. They're both mercenaries. Yeah. They're both... They can fight well, all that right. shit. Um, and according to the new canon, because of the DC shows and stuff, Deathstroke is a super soldier. Yes. Um, and Deadshot isn't. Yes. I don't think no, so. No, no, I don't think he is. He was um, a former soldier that got framed for something and shit like that. Right. Um, but anyway, so they're, they're basically the same character with... Subtle differences. And so, like, I was fully expecting that we would get the, the mm-hmm. mask just because of the fact that we got the yeah, mask. Yeah, and, and it, it was, it, it was, was well right around re- the time. It yeah. was well received in Arrow, mm-hmm. where in this it was like, I don't know if it was just uncomfortable for mm-hmm. Will Smith to I wear. Guess, maybe. But like, or maybe he demanded you, people see his face more. I don't you know. You see the mask. But he very rarely wears it. Yeah. Um, but then in this... Um, yeah, but they're in the thick of things, and it looks like they're about to be busted by the... Or bested by the putty patrollers. They're not actually called putty patrollers, but that's what we're going to call them. Because they, uh, A, don't have any sort of, like, distinctive name, and B, they look like the putty patrollers from the goddamn Power Rangers. Um, but anyway... Uh, they are looks like they're about to be bested by them, and then this is where we get that scene where Deadshot is, like... Uh, uh, goading Diablo to 
use his powers because he's he's off to the side, not doing a damn thing, just watching everybody else do their thing. Right. Because he's repeatedly said, "I'm not fighting. That I've uh, devoted my life to not fight anymore because I killed people." Well, before Chile. before we get into the building, we get a scene where like Deadshot jumps up on top of a car in front of everybody else and is killing everything. Mm-hmm. And then whenever he walks pat- back past Rick Flag, he's like, that's how I cut and run. <laughs> yes. Just calling back to that scene. But then in this uh, in this scene, before we get out onto the the balconies where they're about to be overrun, mm-hmm. um, Rick Flag is kidnapped again. Yes. And they form like a circle of around. protection around him. Because, yep. uh, yeah, he yell- uh, uh, Deadshot yells once again. He's like, look, we got to protect Rick Flag. If he goes, we go. He says it again. Yeah, and like, they they fucking circle jerk him. Yes, and uh, yeah, uh, Deadshot goats uh, Diablo to do it, use his powers, and yeah, he gets into uh, basically a giant rage. He Diablo uses his powers and takes sets out all everything on fire. Yep, uh, and then uh, looks at Will Smith, and Will Smith is like, "I was just, hey, we're we're good, right? Yeah. Like I, I was just trying to get you there, like yeah. you know, like." Uh, what is it? Something about he even well no that's some motivational speaker. That's in the, that's in um, the scene whenever they're getting ready, mm. and Rick Flag gives them their their speech. Randy Jackson, I think it's something. It's a it's a football. Um, I, I don't remember what he says or what this is. That it's he's a it's to a it's I believe it's a football coach that mm. he's he's referring to, like giving a motivational pep talk. Mm. The, and he always referred to like a triangle. I can't okay. remember who it was. Yeah, I know. Um, but he references that again in this scene. He's like, you know, I was just trying to get you there. Like, you know, we're good. We're good, right? <laughs> uh, the guy just looks at him, and then uh, they proceed to go further up the tower. They end up getting to the point of where their uh, target is, and then Rick Flag is like, no, 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 I'll go in and extract him. You guys wait here. So Rick he'll, Flag, he'll get scared if he sees all you guys. <laughs> right. So Rick Flag goes in, and it's Amanda Waller in this area. That the, the 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 person that they're picking up is Amanda Waller. Surprise, surprise. And Amanda Waller has six other people with her to assist her on the situation. Right. right here. And Rick Flag's like, you know, I told you to get out, and she's like, well, I was here researching your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't leave. Uh, then, uh, Deadshot comes in for whatever reason, cause it's Will Smith comes uh-huh. in and it's only him talking to Rick Flagg about everything that's going on. And all oh, clearly, and, uh, it dawns on Deadshot. Oh, we're extracting Amanda Waller, the woman that put us in this situation, blah, blah, blah. And then fucking Amanda Waller just unloads a gun on all her people that is helping her with the situation. For whatever reason, like Amanda Waller in the comics, like she pushes, pushes the boundaries 100%. Like, she'll push it to where it's unethical or immoral. But what she won't do is kill innocent people working with her. She won't do that. Right. That's not... That's not. What, but for whatever reason, they have Viola Davis just uh, unload a clip into these people. Because I guess they're extra weight, I guess. Well, they didn't have clearance to know the things that they knew. and But yet they were there. Yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason. And Rick Flag, like, just waves it off like, all yeah, this is no big I've, deal. I've had to clean up loose ends too, and yeah. it's like, no, these were Innocent these were people. human people <laughs> yes. that you just can't, they weren't loose. They like, weren't uh, in the field operatives. They were people that worked in the office. Clearly, uh, like what you would call pencil neck geeks, in the office doing office bullshit, helping her assess the situation. They weren't people there illegally. They didn't bust in. They worked there, and Amanda Waller. Killed, killed them for no reason other than being extra weight. 
That's yep. fucking insane. Uh, anyway, she ushers, uh, gets ushered out of the room. She then meets the rest of the group. The rest of the group is like, this is fucked. We came here for her. We're in this situation because of her. Why are we fucking trying to help her leave? Uh, Amanda Waller, I guess, scowls uh, at them. Katana, um, like, looks like she's getting ready to unsheathe her sword. Mm. And Amanda Waller's like, no, I got this. And then she just kind of holds up her phone yeah. that's got all their bombs. It's like... I'm in charge. Yeah, yeah. Try doing something, whatever. Uh, anyway, they go up and to the roof. Fucking shoulder checks, Killer Croc. Yes. Uh, they go up to the roof, and Amanda uh, Waller's yelling on the radio to get, uh, extract them from the top of this building. She gets the command that they're on their way. Um, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as the helicopter is approaching, Amanda Waller starts to try to talk to them again. She's like, "It's not, the the pilot isn't responding. There's Something's no response. fucking up." There's no response. And as it turns around to uh, open up the bay uh, on the backside of the helicopter, um, I guess like a machine gun starts unloading, and it's the Joker and his man just laying waste to anybody that isn't Harley Quinn. Um, Harley then sees her opening, drops everything, and runs towards the helicopter. And uh, they've got the scientist in there who deactivates her bomb. Yes, as she's as running. She's running. Um, and then she gets on the... Uh, the. It looks like the helicopter is going to be taken out, so they start moving away. Harley Quinn jumps, ends up uh, grabbing the rope that's dangling uh, off the side of it, and is just being taken away by Joker by this rope. Uh, Amanda Waller tells Deadshot to take out Harley Quinn. Yep. To kill her, take the shot. He pressures her, or she pressures him into doing it for his daughter and an extra 10 years off of his sentence or some stupid shit like that. Um, he goes to do it, and it seems like he shoots her because he has his sights lined up completely. Uh, shot rings out, and they cut back to another, which I, this is another like little scene that I fucking love with uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn is that it looks like she's just dangling there yeah, by the see, rope. You see her like very gymnastically working her way up the rope. Yes. Like wrapping, Something wrapping it around. Something similar she did her, her cell. Wrapping it around her waist mm-hmm. like like you would see a performer at Cirque du Soleil doing. Yes. There's a specific and, name for it. I can't remember. And as the shot rings out, you see her like tumble down tumble the rope. Tumble down the rope. Yes. Uh, it, she catches herself and then pops back up and is all smiles and legs up and everything. And it's just an interesting scene for Margot Robbie to do. And then you get the worst or another worst scene in the movie where Will Smith turns on and goes, oops, I'll miss. <laughs> yes. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, and then Amanda Waller yells in the radio, take out that airplane or the yeah, helicopter. It was stolen. Take it out. Why not have them take it out right away? Why, why pressure Deadshot into shooting Harley Quinn? Why not automatically be like, look, the helicopter's been uh, occupied by someone else. Take out the helicopter. Because story reasons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they end up taking out the helicopter. It goes careening into the... Uh, uh, no, Harley Quinn climbs inside the helicopter, is rejoined by Joker. The helicopter then gets taken out, and it looks like they're about to crash in the ground. Uh, Joker's like, no, that's all right. I've got an escape plan. But as, uh, Joker's about to... It's just me and you. And then violent movement. Yes. She, she falls gets out. Thrown out. Joker reaches for her. He's all sad and shit. The plane crashes. And that's all we see of the Joker. For the rest of the fucking movie, he's nowhere to be fucking found, right? Yep. He is gone until like the like right before the credits roll. Yep. Um uh but then uh we see Harley on the ground seeing the uh helicopter crash to the ground. She's all sad and shit. Um what uh, 
I'm uh, as I was approaching the scene, I'm trying to figure out why they get to the point of like saying "fuck it" and then go to the bar. Well, there's another. Um, oh, they there's call another, another helicopter, helicopter, and Amanda Waller's on it. Right. She and gets then, on it. She tells everybody, like, hey, I'll send another helicopter back for you. If you know anything about Amanda Waller, she's not going to. Um, but it was just an interesting scene to basically be to see Viola Davis play this, like, insidious character for her to be, uh, like, I'll send another one for you. Like, the uh, idea of, like, all the checks in the mail type aspect. Right. Um, but, yeah, she gets starts getting lifted off into the air by the helicopter partway through uh, taking off. Like, this big tentacle comes out of nowhere and takes out the fucking helicopter again. Um, she goes careening into the ground. She is then surrounded by a bunch of, like, putty patrollers. She starts unloading on them. It doesn't matter. They overtake her. Take her to uh, Enchantress, Enchantress and uh, Incubus. And then uh, they threaten uh, Amanda Waller's life. She doesn't care. And it looks like she's about to be bested by Enchantress. But then they cut to the team on the ground. They're all like, well, we're fucked. If Amanda Waller's gone, then... Yeah, they're like, well, what's, what's, what's the keeping point? us here? Um, and then they Deadshot all... asks Rick Flag what's actually going on because yes. they don't know. He comes clean about the whole thing. That this is all Enchantress, Enchantress's fault, that it was uh, Amanda Waller. Or they find, she... they find uh, Harley Quinn first. Yes. Like she's laying on top of a police car or yeah, something. Yeah, all sad and dejected. Well, and... and as soon as she sees them, she like peps back up and is like... I missed you guys. Like, I'm it's back. It's a good be- piece of acting right there. Because you look, and she's, like, all sad and shit. She has, like, a, a pudding, uh, like, collar. choker collar thing on. She looks at it, throws it to the side. She's still all sad. And then she hears the guys coming and shit, and she pops back up. It's a really interesting piece of acting. Just to go from, like, really sad, near tears, to all happy and shit. Uh, like I said, Margot Robbie acts her ass off in this movie. Um... We then, uh, for whatever reason, Will Smith is the one to help her off the car. For whatever reason. And some people tried to play on there. There's a subtext in some of the comic books where Harley Harley Quinn Quinn was in love with Deadshot as well. Maybe in the later stuff in the 52, but that was never the case in the earlier stuff. And it just seems contrived and just stupid. Stupid. Deadshot is the one she puts... Stupid. The mask you have. Stupid. Oh, I know what the mask is from. She puts. She captures Deadshot. Stupid. And she ties him up and puts Joker's face on him. Stupid. 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 Fucking girl. Um. Where was I? Um, uh, we're, Will Smith we're at, getting her off the car. Yeah, and we're at uh, Rick Flag telling them all what's going on. Yeah, that was and how it's all technically Amanda Waller's fault as well because she tried to control this beast and shit like that. And right, it got out of control. Um, and then they're all like, "Fuck it!" Like we're not cleaning up your mess. Fuck you guys. Uh, and they, they all go, go into to a bar. bar. They all have this like come to Jesus moment of like we got to act as a team type thing, and then. Diablo tells his backstory how he was like this gangster and or, uh, in this like the Latin gang. Yeah, and talking, he thought he was the big shit. And, talking about how like as his power grew, so did the power inside him. Um, until he got so enraged that his wife was going to take his kids away from him, and he got right. so pissed off he set their house on fire by accident in his pure rage. Well, he's he's talking about how like. Basically, we get the uh, we get the um, um, 
the support group scene yeah. from um, Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, yeah. Where Zangief is like, is like, just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you're a bad guy. Yes. <laughs> where Diablo basically says that in different words to Will Smith, where he's like, "Yeah, you're a contract killer, but you don't kill women, you don't kill kids." Yes. Like you've never you've never done that, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, "I have." He's like, "Well, yeah, I've I've never done that. Like I won't take contracts on those." And he's like, "Well, I have." Yeah. Uh, and then Harley Quinn, for whatever reason, tells a man that ended up killing his own wife and children to own it. Yep. Nope. Shouldn't own that shit. You should carry that like it's your goddamn cross, like you're about to be crucified because of it. Because that is fucked up. Yes, he should probably, depending on the character arc, maybe move on. But we don't really see too much of a character arc. He's the same from the moment we see him after. The only difference is, is now he's using his powers. Right. There's then, no there's no change well, in him whatsoever. And then, um, yeah, she tells him to own it and then says, you know, we're all beautiful people. Yeah. Uh, and then we got We're all beautiful Croc. people on the outside. Except for Killer Croc. Except, except for him. Because he's ugly on the outside. <laughs> they all chuck... Or no, they all don't say anything. He's like, not me, darling. I'm beautiful. I'm on the beautiful. Uh, uh, fucking Whatever. Uh, yeah, it's just bad writing. And then Rick Flagg comes in. Tells them all, like, oh, you're good to go. He deactivates tell, all tells the bombs. Them, well, it's like, you know, I'm going to go try to save the woman I love. Mm. You guys can help me. You guys cannot. I don't really care. And then he smashes the, the controller that would allow him to set off their bombs, and it's like, you guys are free to do whatever you want. Yeah. And Boomerang immediately fucking books yep, it. He, he's like, nope. <laughs> I'm out. He's out. Uh, and but then, then everybody else starts, uh, or well, he walks out, and then Dead or Deadshot says, like, I'm going to get you there so you can get your girl. Yeah, whatever. also Rick Flagg uh, admits to Deadshot that his daughter has been writing to him, because one of the right. like small threads in the story is like he hasn't heard from his daughter, hasn't seen his daughter, nothing, since he was brought to the site. And Rick Flagg admits to him, like, hey, your daughter. And for whatever reason... She writes you every day. For whatever reason, Rick Flagg has them on him, on yep. his person, uh, pulls them out and hands, like, a small stack of them to Deadshot. She's written you every day, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why do you have those? You could easily just said, she's written you. I'll give you the letters after we're done here. Well, I, I think that the reason that he had to have them on him and not do that is because then it would, like ingratiate him to help Rick flag to get the letters where this, this lets him set up that he's actually a good or a hero in, in the right scenario Mm. because he's got the letters and he's like, I'm still going to help you Mm. like try to try to end this threat Mm. to the world that my daughter lives in and stuff. And then Harley Quinn's like, I'll help. Yeah. And the other and ones, then, the other- and then does the fucking line from the Predators, or the Predator, yeah. the the Shane Black one, where she's like, "Really, nobody else?" And they're like, "No." And he's, she's like, "Pussies," yeah, and, and walks, walks out. out. And like, I, we were we, all we were missing was like somebody standing up and go. Like nobody calls me a pussy yes. and follower. Yes, like it's the that was, same thing. It was the exact same scene. Anyway, like uh, they all um, uh, commiserate together, and then they're all like, "We're all." They all decide that they're going to help fight Rick this Flag. issue. Um, as they're walking to to towards it, we then see Captain Boomerang rejoin the group. Just come back for whatever reason, because um, they they need him to throw a boomerang to yeah, see. That's it. 
Um, <laughs> yes. He has his phone with him. He throws a boomerang, and apparently it's a boomerang drone type thing. Because as he throws it, it then hovers around and sees what is all going on. Incubus sees it, takes it out, and boomerang throws the phone He's away. Like, nah. nah, fuck it. Um, and they all, that was my only one like that. Uh, they come up with a plan. Uh, after talking for a few minutes, they come up with a plan of uh, detonating a bomb underneath where they're Yeah, at. where the SEALs that are with them, even though up to this point there's been no Navy SEALs with them. Yeah, yeah, just a few other uh, soldiers with Rick Flag. Th- right, those the- same guys. Apparently, they're still alive. They didn't. They weren't in the scene before, but they pop up right here to set this yeah, bomb. Yeah, they're back. They're back now. Yeah. Um, they're, and it's a place that's uh, basically submerged underwater completely. And they're about to go in underneath where uh, Incubus and all that is to take them out, um, basically detonate the floor. And Killer Croc's Killer like, Cro- I'm coming with you. <laughs> yes. And this is where we get that goofy fucking like run into the water type thing. Like it looks fucking And, and we get we get a fucking close to a Batman line. Like there's so many like that are just so obviously stolen from other mm. places. Like this one um is stolen from Bane almost where they're like, you, you know, we don't need you. And he's like, he's like, it's underground is where I live. You guys yeah. are just tourists, yeah, yeah. which is very similar to the, you merely adopted darkness. I was born in it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. the same fucking line. Yep. Uh, but yeah, they come up with a plan where they're going to distract incubus and, and enchantress while they set up this bomb. And then they're going to detonate the bomb and to take out the big guy, yes. and then Rick Flag will be able to uh, handle Enchantress without Incubus there. Right, he'll be able to coax June Moon out of Enchantress and stop all this chaos. Uh, they end up going uh, like hiding behind rubble just outside where the uh, two bad guys are, and they all do like a series of things to try to attack Incubus, but nothing's working. Well, no, they they don't yet. Like uh, Enchantress. Turns around and is like, you know, you guys shouldn't mm. be working for them. Yeah. You should be working for me. They don't care about you, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, I know what you really want. And she flashes um, different things. Different things for everybody. Like, yeah. Deadshot wants to kill Batman. Yes. Uh, Harley Quinn wants Joker. Wants a, wants a normal life. Like with her, the Joker, yeah. Her and Rollers yeah, with yeah. the Joker and yeah. two kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they only, like, the next one they show is Diablo's. And it's his, like, wife and kid back. Yeah. And for whatever reason, because of, like, the Mayan god that he's the reincarnation of, mm. he's like, this isn't real! Yes, and flips out and then just goes full. Breaks, breaks everybody else out of their shit. Yes. And then they attack Incubus. Everybody's attacking him. Yes. And then you see um, Diablo, like... Uh, just like, by I'll, himself. Just I'll like, show oh, you, shit. I'll show you what I can do. Yes. And, like, unleashes a torrent of fire out of his hands. And then gets fucking bitch slapped through a wall. Yes. And then you see another scene of everybody trying to fight. It's all failing. Nothing's Incubus, fucking working. Nothing's working. And he stands back up and then turns into a... He goes full Aztec at this point. Yeah, he goes full... He rages the fuck out and you just see like his his skin like burn away and shit. And he's like this big like fire god with like the whole Aztec headdress and everything. He's battling The Incubus. rest is just a skeleton. Yes. And he walks back down... And it's an shoots, interesting design. Shoots flame again, mm-hmm. and this time the flame overtakes Incubus. Yes, 
and it looks is, like the, he's beating about, him. He's, it looks like he's about the uh, best incubus. And then at the last second, we it, uh, this is also intercut with like the SEAL team setting up bombs underneath the floor and shit. Right, and Killer Croc, like there's putty patrollers down under the water, and Killer Croc looks is, like is bested by them and shit. Is taking them all so that the SEALs can put the bomb, the bomb in place. Uh, we don't see Killer Croc for a few minutes. Uh, the bombs are then set up. Uh, it looks like Incubus is about to win, but then, uh, or that, uh, Incubus gets the best of Diablo. Looks like Diablo is going to lose completely. Well, they tell him, push him in the corner, and he pushes him in the corner, and then he, uh, reverts back to his human form. Yeah, tells him to blow it. They're like, no, and then uh, they end up blowing it. I don't care about any of this at this point. It's just fucking boring. I found the Aztec thing interesting, but that's about it. And then uh, uh, Diablo fucking uh, is blown up with Incubus. Incubus is taken completely oh, out. One of, the, one of the things that we missed is Amanda Waller is taken before Enchantress, and Enchantress gets her heart back. Yeah, that's it. So Enchantress has her heart back. Full back. She doesn't need a brother at this point. She right. She's at 100% capacity. She's doing her own thing. A bunch of swirly CGI mess is going on around her. And then you find out that she's got a Ma- Amanda Waller in and is tapping into her brain. So she's taking out all these secret military stations. Yes. And you get another scene with uh, Harbor where he's like, how did they even know to attack this? It's a secret site. Yes. And it's, oh, it's because she's tapping into Amanda Waller's brain. Whatever. Uh, yeah, Incubus and Diablo obviously get taken out. They're all standing in front of Enchantress trying to figure out some fucking way to take her out because nothing that they're doing at this point is working. And then she turns back into her shadow form. Mm, yeah, which for I whatever actually, reason. I actually like way more yeah, than her. Yeah, I do her. too. Than the uh, big like souped up like whatever goddess she yeah. is. I like her shadow form, but for whatever reason, yeah, she turns back into it to battle these well, it's guys. Her, it's her combat form. <laughs> right. Uh, but all the smoke and shit starts envelope, or enveloping all these guys, and they're not sure where Enchantress is coming from because she'll pop up behind Harley, behind Deadshot. Right, she basically turns into fucking Nightcrawler at this yep. point. Uh, Killer Croc comes out of the hole where they just exploded and is standing with the rest of the team. And steals the puny god scene from Avengers, yes. knocking her around. Yes finally like throws her down somewhere yeah and they all end up getting their best shots off at her and it seems like it's gonna work but then she's like enough of this and she rips all the guns out of everybody's hands drops them to the ground stands up in front of them and is like you've earned something that no one else who've ever fought me has earned it's my mercy like if you choose to to serve me then you will um i'll give you whatever you want right type thing and Harley Quinn's like, maybe she's right, or some stupid shit like that. And it looks like Harley Quinn is about to... Uh, Join her side. Badly written, mind you. Because you, you can see it from a mile fucking away. Like, I don't know if it's just the acting, maybe she just wasn't on her game in this particular instance, or maybe it's just the writing altogether. Because uh, clearly, whenever she says maybe she's right, you know she's up to something. At this point, right. you know. Um, and then Deadshot's like, yeah, she may be right as well. I, I kind of agree with you. Up to this point, we've had nothing but problems. Maybe if we side with her, we won't have as many problems. Um, and then, what happens? Like, uh, she um, she gets to she asks she asks her Harley Quinn asks Enchantress if she can bring her pudding back. Mm, yeah, and she's like, "Yes, of course I can." But I'm all powerful mm-hmm. type bullshit, and. She's like, well, what I gotta, I gotta tell you, lady, what's your, 
what you're saying sounds real good. Yep. But the problem is, and you see her like look down and see a knife there or something. Mm-hmm. She's like, you threaten my friends. And she, uh, that's right. she stands up with a knife, cuts open her chest, reaches in and takes her heart. Yeah, that's right. And then... It changes his yes, heart. Yes, it changes his heart. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, yeah, then she, Harley Quinn's like, look, her heart's uh, out of her chest. We can kill her now. And then we then see Harley throw a revolver to Deadshot. Deadshot. All in slow-mo. Every- and somebody throws Killer... Or Rick Flagg throws Killer Croc a bomb. Yes. He's like, Croc! And he throws it up towards the machine. Yep. Deadshot catches the pistol all in fucking slow-mo. Super slow-mo. Uh, clearly, we know what's going to happen. Right as the bomb hits the swirling vortex of garbage, um, Deadshot pulls the trigger, round goes out, blows up the bomb, blows up all the fucking like, center vortex of garbage, whatever. Um, and then the big like outside cloud of garbage and debris and shit hits falls, the ground, gr- falls down. Day is saved. The Suicide Squad has yes. bested the Enchantress, who has now apparently lost all of her power. Yeah, and is slowly dying because she has no heart. And uh, there's like this like melted rock that she's falling into, and she's slowly dying. And it looks like June is going to go with her because well, Rick Flag is trying to plead with Enchantress to let her go, like let let her go, or let her come back. She's like, I can't. She's gone. Yeah. He's like, I'll crush your heart if you don't. And she's like, you don't have the balls. And then he crushes her heart. Yep. And Enchantress dies. Enchantress dies. Uh, a few seconds pass. As they, as he starts to walk away all sad because yes. June Moon is now dead. They hear something from where... Deadshot hears something. He's like, hey, yo, Rick, like, you better come check this out. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a fucking chrysalis around. Yeah, like... Of Enchantress's body, blackened body. It's like that one of they, those like empanada they, like coatings over her. Yeah, that they <laughs> they open up, and June is there, and she's yeah. like, "I thought I was gonna die." Yeah, and Rick Flag's like, "I thought you did." I, I don't care. And at then this point. there's there's all this excitement, like Killer Croc's like, you know, I'm gonna go back to the sewers. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're all, all gonna run away. They're all point. planning what they're gonna do. Yep. Um, Will Smith's like, you know, I'm gonna go see my daughter. Harley Quinn's like, oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go steal a car. Like, do you want to ride? <laughs> uh, and then Amanda Waller, the only, comes the up. only one staying true to form at this point is Harley Quinn. Yeah, she's like, I'm gonna go crime. <laughs> yes. Uh, but then Amanda Waller comes out of nowhere, holding the device with all their bombs. None of on you were gonna do any of that. Yes. Uh, she's like, you all lost ten years off your sentences because of what you just did. <laughs> Captain Boomerang's like. I've got three life consecutive consecutive sentences. What like, what's do? ten fucking years do for me? <laughs> and she's like, "Not my problem." And then we cut to uh, well, and then uh, Will Smith or Deadshot mm-hmm. is like, "I'm gonna, regardless of what you do to me, I'm gonna go see my daughter." Yes. And Amanda Waller has a quote unquote change of heart mm-hmm. where. She's like, we can She's do something like, about that. We can probably do something like that. And yeah. then everybody starts asking for their quote unquote demands. Yeah. And some of them make sense and some of them don't. Like Waylon, uh, who any Wants for anybody who B-E-T. doesn't who doesn't know who that is, that's Killer Croc. He's yes. like, uh, I want BET in my cell. And she's like, okay. And so then after like everybody goes back to prison, um, you see everybody's got their their things Special like uh, Harley Quinn asks for an, an espresso, espresso maker. <laughs> yes, yes. And so she gets an espresso maker and Captain Boomerang's the only one that doesn't have anything. Apparently he's still pissed yeah, about it. He's everything. still pissed about it. He's everything. raging in his fucking cell and shit, so 
Well, he's not even raging. Like the he screams at the camera. Well, he's <laughs> yeah, he's screaming, but then at the same time, like the like the girl outside. Oh, and that's the other thing that we didn't fucking touch on. Like throughout the movie, he's talking about how crazy Katana is because she's losing her shit, crying whenever she's talking to her sword uh, yeah. because it's got the soul of her dead husband in it, and like he sees her like completely breaking down, and Rick Flag like explains why, and then as soon as she puts the sword back and puts the mask back on and she's fine again. He's like, he's like, we should go out to dinner sometime. Oh, you. Yes. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of funny. Like, like it, it didn't add anything an, to the no, story necessarily. It's interesting but it was that. just, it was just amusing to see yeah. like, like him go, man, this woman's crazy. Like I want to date her. <laughs> but then he's like, Trying to convince the girl that's outside his uh, cell to open it up. Open it up, let him out, shit like that. Uh, we also see, and uh, no, Harley Quinn is the last one. Uh, we then see um, Deadshot with his daughter teaching her about geometry. Right, but instead of teaching geometry, she's like, oh, you know, so if you're to shoot a guy from this, yes. and, and they're talking about like the hypotenuse of a triangle and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's right, baby. Like, yeah, that's that's what it, <laughs> what it is. And um, then the U.S. People, marshals come in. Yeah, the U.S. marshals come in to uh, arrest him, take out handcuffs. They're going to cuff him, cuff in front of him daughter. in front of his daughter. And you see Rick Flag. Rick Flag like, no, just give him a minute. Just they're, like they're they got it. Just let me take care of it. Yeah. Walks in like, hey, it's time to go, and he comes peaceably. Goes back to his cell mm. until the next time they need the suicide squad. Right. But at this point, he's also got all his daughter's letters. We see him on the bed right. right behind him and everything. So he seems to be doing a lot better than we first saw him. Him and Harley have one hell of a character. Arc. You see. From where they start at the beginning of the movie to where they are now. Yeah. All the other characters, nothing. Nobody cares. Um, but then uh, well, the final and scene. You see, him, you see him working out with like a punching bag and yes. he ends up hugging it. Yes. Uh, but the final scene is Harley Quinn enjoying her book and espresso machine. It looks like she's out. She goes to fill it back up, and then boom! Big explosion comes off to the side, and a team just rushes in, wearing the same outfits that they're the wearing guards. there. Um, and, and for whatever they're reason, shooting everything. They open up the cell, and they also have—I don't know if you noticed—instead of, uh, we'll get to it. But uh, on this outfit, it says Joker on the back of it, and on the arm, it says JKR. And, and on the looks helmet, like, it says JKR, yes. Uh, and it looks like they all had them professionally made and whatnot. Right. Now, the comics, it would just be the Joker spray painting Joker on it or painting Joker on it right. or scratching out. But for whatever reason, they took the time to get this professionally made. I'm like, you clearly didn't understand what the Joker was. And you, you see him take off his, his gas mask that he's wearing, yes. and it's the Joker's Joker. face. They embrace, and then credits roll. So. Yes. So obvious, or arguably, what they're setting up for the second Suicide Squad—it's going to be is or the what Joker they, and Harley Quinn. What, what the original, yeah, what they what they were originally setting it up right. for was Harley Quinn and Harley the Joker. Quinn and the Joker. Um, and the, uh, then the movie ends, and that's pretty much it. And I cannot, for the life of me, stay in this movie. Like, there's a Suicide Squad game coming out, I think, in 2022, where it's supposed to be like a co-op if you wanted to be co-op or just single player of uh -huh. you, uh, I think, saving Metropolis. Like, Brainiac has taken control of all the major superheroes. So they enact the Suicide Squad and it's similar characters. Boomerang, Harley Quinn, um, a Deadshot, and I want to believe Killer Croc as well. Like, those are the four main ones that you can play as. Um, and it looks like it's very similar to the movie, but it looks better 
than the fucking movie. Well, I mean, a lot yes. of games look better than most movies because the fucking game, with the exception of like Cyberpunk, which fucking ir- I've got about I'd say about a tenth of the way through that game, and it's now starting to majorly glitch on me to where I've just basically walked away. Like initially when I started playing the game, it wasn't bad, but now no, it's- it was a couple graphic issues. Maybe uh, characters weren't moving the correct way. Things like that, but now it will fucking crash on me half the fucking time. I'm just like, I'm just gonna wait until they bring out the patches because they're supposed to be coming out yeah. soon. Um, but it's been pissing me off left, right, and center. Anyway, but the Suicide Squad game looks like how you should have done the movie, right? Where you have no one else to turn to, so you go to the Suicide Squad, no matter the, I guess, the bad guy. I know I have an issue with this particular bad guy, but if you have no one else to go to. Then go to the Suicide Squad movie. If you were better at setting up your universe, you right. would set they're, it up to where... They're a last resort, not a... Yes. Obviously, Wonder Woman is still into play. You could have called on her. Batman. The only one, you couldn't, the only one you couldn't call on is fucking Superman. Superman. All the other ones you could have easily called on. So why they didn't, and then basically be like, well, no, they're trapped or... They're, they're, or something along the lines. This movie and along... Uh, Several of the other movies are just trying to play catch up, and we'll get that heavily in the next movie we talk about, Justice League, where it is them just trying to play catch up at this point, to the point where they fucking scrapped like ninety five percent of jo- or uh, of uh, Zack Snyder's movie and reshoot it with Joss Whedon, the guy that helped establish the MCU. Right. So, and God, this movie. What was it? The movie has a nine or not ninety. 26% uh, critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 59% for audience score on Rotten Tomatoes as well. I have no idea how the audience rating is that high. I'm telling you, it's all those like hardcore DCEU fans who will make excuses for the movies like this of like the poor like uh, storytelling in this movie or just the Martha scene. I've seen people argue for the Martha scene in BVS. I'm just like, do not understand that this is the world's greatest detective. And he's like, why are you saying Martha? <laughs> Speaking of that, I, I know I talk about memes a lot now, mm. but I was looking through and I saw one of King Kong. Yeah. Yes. That was like <laughs> mantra. Fucking, fucking just destroyed. And you see Godzilla standing over him. Like you're not a, you're not even a monster. Like, I don't know why. And it says like, it's just, King Kong, King Kong saying Mothra. Mothra <laughs> Why yeah. did you say that name? <laughs> yes. I just I lost my shit because it was because that's the next movie that's coming out. I believe in the like what Warner Brothers announced like a while ago. Yeah, in in that in the monster universe, the Godzilla and King Kong universe is uh, King, King Kong, Kong versus, versus Godzilla. Godzilla. Um, and they also announced that they are releasing all their 2021 movie slate on HBO Max, and I believe that's the next one that's supposed to come out is the King Kong versus Godzilla. So that's why you're seeing a bunch of memes poking fun at, like, BVS and shit. It's like, yeah, I saw that one. I thought it was pretty fucking hysterical as well. Um, but this movie, the budget was $175 million. Sounds about right, being that Will Smith is in this movie. Right. Uh, opening weekend, it made $133.7 million. You want to know why? Because people were uh, intrigued because, by this movie. Because the trailer was cut very well. Yes. Um, and, uh, domestically over here altogether made, uh, 325.1 million internationally, 421.8 million altogether, 746.9 million dollars. So this money mo- or this movie made its money back by tenfold clearly. Cause it was yeah. like 175 million to make 
6.9 altogether. So you say they kept three quarters of it after they split the money with like theaters and shit. So it made a decent chunk of money. So that's why we're getting a Suicide Squad sequel just with a different team behind the helm. Well, most of the team behind a different team behind the helm, like James Gunn. Like I think his Suicide Squad movie is probably going to be pretty fucking. Yeah, it's probably going to be pretty fucking good. Um, I also think it's probably going to be off the fucking walls bonkers because they have the character Polka Dot Man in it. Yeah, they have. (laughs) I don't know how that's going to fucking work. He's he's pulling out a lot of the fucking (laughs) like deep cut characters like Polka Dot Man. And uh, what is it? Uh, rat face? I, uh, I can't. Rat something. Weasel. Weasel. No, it's not rat face. It's Weasel. His brother play. His brother Sean Gunn, who played Rocket Raccoon for the motion capture. Yeah, is um, Weasel. Is Weasel in this movie? Um, straight up, I think he does the voice and everything as well. So I'm interested to see what he does with this Which, movie. Which in uh, in. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, he obviously didn't do the voice. No, no. That Bradley was Cooper did Bradley the voice. Cooper, yeah. And he played um, Yondu's first mate. Yes, yes. The guy that sneakers behind him as he's saying, oh, boobity, boobity, <laughs> like bullshit, which that wasn't planned. Because if, <laughs> if you ever talk, or listen to some of the interviews with like James Gunn and Sean Gunn, it's like, yeah, me snickering like that, yeah, that was all a blooper, but they kept it in the movie because it was just funny to see. Well, it's, it's one of those things where Craglin like, is, is his name. Uh, where it works for the movie like yeah uh you can there's there's a lot of like lists that you can go find on youtube of mm-hmm. like movie mistakes that were kept in because it was funny better or the, better yeah the leaving it in like uh and you can even find like specifically jim carrey ones um because he's a master of improv and i think the most intense one i've ever read about is in django unchained when uh dicaprio is giving that speech after he finds out that django and uh christoph waltz character have been playing him the entire time he screams slams his hand down on the table oh yeah and he fucking cut the actually cuts himself and then continues on with the scene and then fucking uh what's her name the the fe- uh, black female lead in that movie. Um, uh, I'm blanking I, I on forget her. her name. But this wasn't planned. He's yelling at her because obviously Django Unchained's characters uh, trying to rescue her because she, yeah. was his wife and girlfriend or whatever the fuck. But he's trying to rescue her. He then, as he's screaming at her, takes his actual bloody hand, no. rubs it on her face. No. I thought that's what the case was. Um, they they cut in between those those mm. two scenes. He does not put his blood on her face it's fake blood but it wasn't ever like there was never supposed to be a scene with blood on her face like but because he delivered his speech so well and then he's like oh Oh, shit shit. (laughs) like after they cut he's like oh shit like i just cut the fuck out of my hand Mm -hmm. and they're like well that was really fucking good he's like well what if i like smeared her mm. face with blood. So they used fake blood to smear her face. Cause I, I read about that one a lot mm. because obviously like worried about any sort of, yeah, I know whenever I first like re- re- heard about that, I was like, yeah, what? no, there was, there was a cup between <laughs> okay. the two and that was, that was fake blood that yeah, was yeah. used. Um, but one of like the funniest ones that comes to mind with Jim Carrey is from a terrible movie. Mm. Uh, the Grinch, mm. like whenever he does the live action Grinch, there's a scene where like he whips a, uh, a tablecloth out from underneath all this shit that originally in the script was supposed to fall down. Uh, okay. But he did the trick correctly and it all stayed up. And you see him walk off screen and then he walks back and just fucking like lays into the table and throws everything <laughs> off and flips the table and then walks off screen. 
and that that's in the movie and it makes yeah. it a hundred times funnier yeah. knowing that it was never supposed to happen and like it just like he whipped it off and it did it correctly it, it did it correctly and then he walked off screen and everybody's amazed and he's just like nah and ran back in fucking pushed everything off and flipped it another really good one is um the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang scene mm. in Ace Ventura 2, whenever he's singing Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, he couldn't remember what his lines were. So he just started singing <laughs> Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> and then uh, in Me, Myself, and Irene, whenever um, he's talking to his like three adult black sons, <laughs> and he's like, kisses. Like, that wasn't in the script. And he's just like, come on, guys, give me kisses. And they're all like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Also, I want to ask about this movie. Let's get back to this movie real quick. Yeah. I want to ask about what are they doing? I don't know. Well, like the big bad guys are like making some sort of like swirling vortex of like energy. What are they doing it for? Oh, so um, they're destroying. Whenever they capture Amanda Waller and they put her in, they are destroying the humans militaries yeah i get that but initially they're just powering up something for whatever reason well they're building that machine the whole time because like apparently they were um whenever she first releases her brother she's like you know they used used to worship us but now they worship machines so i'm going to build a machine to end them all mm. and it's to destroy our military and then uh, much like Pinky in the brain, they're just trying to take over, take the, over world. the world. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. When I was done watching, I was like, why did they do all like halfway through? They start taking out military installations. I was like, all right. But initially, I was like, but why yeah, are they're they just fucking they're doing building this? they're building the machine up to full power uh, okay. where they can then just take over destroy the world. all of the military okay. in one go. That's why you I see, wasn't sure if that's it was why like you opening see, like, a portal to their world or that's why, like, terraforming. Well, or? no, that's why you see like the them take out the secret the secret base and uh ships out in the ocean mm. like they're doing it all at once they're okay. destroying all of the military in one fell swoop Go. so they okay. can't so either the, way so that the, it's just more reason the world to show doesn't that... have time to react to it and move stuff and yeah, yeah. all uh, that they can sort of stuff take out any sort of chance of anybody fighting right. against them type thing okay. right. it, but it just shows that this movie is just poorly written because i Without you sitting there explaining it to me, I did not catch on to that at all. I thought that they just decided. Yeah, the only the only reason that I know that is because I went back and watched the scene whenever they release mm. her brother because I was like, like I don't know what their raison d'être is. Yeah, like, what their end goal. I don't was. understand why they're doing this. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I think she said something about it, and I was like, oh, okay, they're just trying to take over the world. Okay. Like that's which is just boring. Whatever. Standard standard fare for bad guys. Right. Like, we're going to control everything. Um, yeah. Clearly, you can hear from our voices and what we said about this movie. We do not like this yeah, movie. And neither I was hoping. Fans. I wanted a good Suicide Squad movie. Because the idea of bad guys being forced to do good things is an intriguing yeah, even, idea. Even whenever they first announced it, I was like, nope, this is going to be shit. And you were like, no. like, Gotta like, give it a chance. You said you said that Batfleck was going to be shit. Like, yes. you need to give it a chance because you're not giving it a fair shake. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. And then... Like before you saw the damage tattoo, like the the stills that you saw of the Joker, you were like fucking amped for yes, it. Yes, yes. And I was intriguing. like, I was like, 
I don't know. Like, I'm still not sold. And then the whole fucking damage thing. And then the, the trailer came that's, out. That's when it fucking turned me. When I saw the damage across well, you the saw forehead. That. I was you like, saw that and you were no. like, no, it's going to be bad. And then you saw the trailer and then you were hopeful again. And I was like, eh. Like, I'm going to reserve judgment until I see it. Because, yeah, you were you were right with me saying, like, whenever I first heard that Ben Affleck was going to mm-hmm. play Batman, I was like, it's it's just a lot be of bad. people had a bit of uh, it's trepidation be to him, and I was wrong. Mm. And he did a good job, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to hold out my my expectations until after I see the movie. Like, I'm not going to get my hopes super high because that's a good way to end up disappointed. Mm. And then, even though my expectations were not high for this movie, I was still disappointed. Yeah, like this movie's not fucking good. And I, like I just said, I was hoping for a really good movie because the idea of a Dirty Dozens type movie in a comic book world could be really fucking intriguing. Yeah. Oh, you kind of get that with Guardians of the Galaxy. They're not the greatest people in the world. By the end of the movie, they are pretty fucking awesome. But they're not the greatest good guys in the world, if you will. Right. They're a bit rough around the edges, and which is kind of like what the Dirty Dozen is. And so... I don't know. I This movie just bugs the crap. It, it, like I said, Joker bugs the crap out of me, but it's a different type of bugging the crap out of me. Like this movie, I'll probably never watch it again yeah, unless I need to talk about it for something. Yeah, I won't. I uh, haven't watched this not, movie in quite a while until the other night. It's not It's not one that's high up on my list of rewatches. No, it's not good. I hope that the sequel's good uh, from what I've seen on like behind the scenes stuff. It looks interesting. Like they put Harley Quinn, which... I'm not a huge fan of putting Harley Quinn in skimpy outfits just to put her in skimpy outfits because she's a hot woman being played or uh, a right, character being, that's being played by a hot woman. But I'm all right with it. It's perfect. It's part of the game, whatever. Right. To try to get dumbass dipshits in the theater just because some hot woman's playing some badass character, whatever. But what I found intriguing about the Suicide Squad movie is that they're putting her in a full like pants and uh, shirt and everything. She's She's... Still fucking Margot Robbie in those outfits. She still looks fucking great, but she's not in like the. She's not over sexualized, right? Like, and I found that really fucking intriguing with the the sequel behind the scenes stuff. So I'm excited. I'm also a bit trepidatious Trepidatious because this one exists. Yes, um, I'm excited because it just from different aspects. Obviously, James Gunn, Sean Gunn, and John Cena playing Peacemaker, where he's just the douchey version of Captain America. So I'm. I'm intrigued to see what that fucking looks like. So, anyway, it'll be out in a few months, so we'll have our actual right. We'll discussion. We'll then. discuss it then. Yes. Uh, anyway, that's pretty much all I got. Until then, uh, comment, like, subscribe. Tell us what you think of the movie. If you're if you're one of those uh, those hardcore DC fanboys, tell us why this movie is great. Like, yes. make make an intelligent argument an don't intelligent just argue, yeah don't just don't. don't just say good movie <laughs> yes give us reasons why yeah give us give us reasons it's a good movie and who knows maybe you know you'll be able to actually voice your opinions to us directly yeah if if we find your argument compelling enough maybe yes. maybe we'll revisit it with maybe. with you maybe <laughs> maybe Jesus. you have to give one hell of a fucking compelling argument for that to have especially with this movie uh, anyway, yeah, also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Nerdinion. And find me on at that wanker at both places, Twitter and Instagram. And remember, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, then you'll never make it through the night. Yeah.